Podcast Palooza, baby. Fish, this is crazy, man. I tried to tell you it was worth the RSVP. I, I I didn't believe you, to be honest with you, but look at there's all these, I mean, we got all these podcasts everywhere, and none of them even talk about NFTs or hip-hop or pop culture on the same show like we do here at Fort... Denzel, what, uh, what are you doing here, man? I didn't expect to see you here, Jay. I didn't expect to see you here. What, uh, this is... For people who have podcasts and stuff, what what podcast brought you here? Oh, uh, I started my own. You started your you started a podcast. Yeah, what's, sixteen things. So, what's sixteen things about Denzel? Uh, I don't I don't really know yet. I I only found about twelve walking around here so far, but I'm confident. So you just found. 12 things when you were walking around here at the show. You didn't record any episodes or anything yet. No. But I have a podcast. Right. Why don't you, dude, why don't you come up with your own idea for a podcast? That's really hard. Son of a bitch. Four things. Four of those things. Um, this is uh, episode three um, of season two. Uh, we're rolling right along. Um, I appreciate y'all for joining us. Uh, my name is GM. I'm the host around here. Um, this is a show that uh, we talk about NFTs. We talk about hip hop. We talk about pop culture. Um, it's not always in that order, but uh, but that's what I like to cover here. That's kind of that's the basis of, of what goes on. So I have a guest. Um, as I always do, uh, the guest is waiting in the wings and like always, um, I'm going to ask the guest to go ahead, introduce yourself, let the people know who you are, what you do, why they may know you or why you would want them to know you. Hi. Um, thanks for having me, Jim. Uh, my name is uh, super nifty. I'm a 25 year old 3d artist. I, um, I've been making NFTs since March this year. Um, and by now I've sold 200 NFTs in a series called the floating heads, um, which are floating heads, 3d heads, um, all hand modeled, handcrafted in VR one out of ones, and they are also animated. So they have their own personality and, um, yeah, that's, that's basically it. The artist. <laughs> well, well, you're also the uh, the guy who just sold out, right? Yeah, it's you, crazy. You just, you just put out a release about what? About an hour or so ago? Maybe two hours ago? Two uh, hours ago? Yeah, yeah. How how fast did it go? It was gone in seconds. It was amazing. Jesus. I hate it because I can't like these are the things where like I um I'm a collector myself and uh, and if I have the chance to grab something, I'll grab it. Like um if I you know if I see the opportunity or whatever. And right now I'm still trying to stack my eats, still trying to get in the game and stuff like that. And I'll see these releases that come out that I'm like, damn, that's something I would definitely want. But then I think about the fact that like, I'm like, well, there's going to be other people that are going to want it. Then I'm going to have to deal with gas fees. Then I'm going to have to deal with everything else. Then I'm going to have to deal with, I'm not going to get that. 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel like it's, it's like you've now hit that, that, that plateau where it's like, you're, uh, you're going to be unattainable for the average collector. <laughs> how how yeah, crazy yeah. is that? It's, it's awesome. I have to say it's awesome. <laughs> he said I'm, it's I'm awesome. Still, I, don't, still... I don't want you to have my stuff. It's awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll sell it to everybody else. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. No, well, I know, I know, I know. I'm just picking. Hey, I'm just picking on you. I've uh, well, my collection's been around since March, and it's been yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're it's right. been cheap, so yep. uh, I slept. Time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I slept on it. That's my fault. I completely agree with you. Um, but but that's congratulations, man. That's uh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's so cool it's, to see. Um, artists that are that are able to to win in this space it's amazing i think that's the biggest thing about nfts and that's also what made my mind go boom in uh at the end of april right it's just like for digital artists in particular like nfts is like it's the thing it's like not it, it doesn't get better it's this is the a revolution for digital artists and i certainly felt that and from the second i i think i the first time i came into contact with nfts it was because of a ferocious interview yep. i think and something clicked i was like yeah okay this is it the, like i'm a digital artist if i don't try this like this is what i have to do now so i think it's amazing for artists um what nfts are doing now yeah, I agree. Um, I uh, oh, excuse me. I got I got to cough, but I I got to hit the cough button in order to cough. I should have coughed when you were talking. I, I'm not I'm not good at this podcast thing at all. One second. Okay. Now, <clears throat> anyways, so uh, I yeah, I think it's incredible because there's a lot of artists that I've um, that I've befriended over the years now where um, I've always appreciated their art. It's kind of like what you're saying, where like you've been putting stuff out since you know March, and. Um, and now it's starting, you know, now it turns to where you're selling out and stuff like that. And I know you've, I'm going to assume, how long did you, uh, I'm not, I don't want to get into like the, like the whole boring, like, so how did you get into the art world? Like, I'm not going to get into that stuff, but like, how, like, how long have you been doing, um, what you're doing, like in terms of doing, uh, 3d modeling and stuff like that? Yeah. So actually, um, I've been, we've been selling out since March. Um, but it's, it's always like taken a week. Um, so super nifty has been kind of big for a while, not big, but we successful, but now it's, it's, it's seems like it's blowing up. Um, but yeah, before March, of course I was like, it's not like I just learned 3d art in right, March, right. um, before March I was, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an industrial designer, um, a PhD student actually, yep. um, in industrial design and I've 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 known how to do 3D for a while, so from my um, my education, and I've gotten really into doing it in VR now. And actually, before March, I was trying to get a some kind of an art career, but it was still more of a hobby back then because I didn't have any followers. Right. But I was I was posting on Instagram, on YouTube, I, on TikTok, even some stuff. Um, but I, I was trying to become an artist. I just wasn't very far yet. Uh, and you had to do the marketing side, basically, is what you're saying. Like you had to, you had to, because when I have artists on here, like a lot of the times we'll talk about how 
when NFTs came along, like you had to, you couldn't just be an artist anymore. Um, and even before this, you know, this has been going on for years or whatever, but NFTs really kind of solidified it where it's like, you can't just be an artist. You have to, you have to do all the things now. Like now you got to do all the marketing and all that stuff. You got to do all the, the Twitter stuff and the discords and all that kind of stuff. Like you're, you know, yeah, it's, a yeah. full, it's a full hustle. Definitely. But that's always been the case though. If you were right. just like an, an artist before this, you still had to, you basically had to be an entrepreneur from the start because you had to sell like stickers or t-shirts or something, especially if right. you were a digital artist, if you wanted to do anything. I was fully prepared on doing uh, stuff like that too, but I, I didn't have any followers yet. But yeah, for NFTs, um, you're totally your own spokesperson. People who think it comes out of nothing, like that's not true. You have to, of course, work for it. Um right. But it is a blessing. I think it's like from what was before, it's now like NFTs has made it easier to be an artist, I think. Well, easier, I just, it it works. It works like the system f from NFTs and the global market you get is, it just works. It's better than the old auction system. Um, and I, I love it. I, I think NFTs are the best use case for crypto uh i've seen have you um have you looked into uh like virtual reality stuff at all have you done well, any yeah. of that do you yeah, have yeah. virtual reality uh like the headset and stuff like that i have three. Oh, really oh so you're in it you're in it okay uh, that's, I, I make i, I what make, do you make these in vr i make, oh, the you heads. make them in vr are you i make me? the heads in vr yeah yeah oh man that's awesome is there <laughs> this is this is going to be one of those things where you're going to be like, no, you can't do that. You idiot. Or uh, you're going to be like, yeah, you could do that. Like that, that'd be no problem. Could I, could I sit in on like a thing? Like if you make one of like, could I watch you make one of these? Like, I won't be annoying. I won't say anything or whatever, but I want to, I, I wouldn't, I would, I would love to see the process. Is that possible? Should, yeah. That, yeah. It should be possible. Actually. I got the um, VR headset. I'll come over and hang out with you. <laughs> yeah. Like we'll be... hang out. That's yeah. 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 Well, well, it's, it's possible. It's a it's a beta version of the program that I'm working with. It, yep. it makes it possible. Yep. But I'll have to organize some stuff to actually make it practical. Gotcha. Um, but I, I I am I've always been thinking of like doing streams on Twitch right. or something mm -hmm. where I I work in yep. VR and then people can sit in and say something because if 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 you sit in in vr itself it has to be on a server and i right. think the maximum is like five people can sit in at the same time so it's not that interesting to have only right, five right. people yeah um but yeah maybe we can make it work definitely yeah I'll, yeah that would be awesome i uh i'm i'm a big believer in vr um me too i i wasn't originally i was one of the guys that would say like yeah it's coming in the future it'll you know it'll be here sometime you know whatever i'm a little bit older um than yourself so like for me uh it's even more so where i'm like we're i've been hearing about this stuff forever and like it's never gonna get here how old are you can i ask <laughs> I, I was gonna say i was gonna say well wait a second hold on hold on who's being, <laughs> who's being interviewed right now um no i'm uh, i'm just kidding i'm i'm close i'm pushing 40 i'm getting i'm getting close oh, um, i'm close to 40 so that's, I'm seasoned. That's perfectly fine. Uh, that's, that's what I was called on the show. I'm seasoned. Um, no, that's not old. Not old yeah. at all in my book. No, 
No, it's not. I, and I don't think it's old. And the other thing is, is like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I act old. Like there's things about me that, are, that might be like kind of boomer like, because I don't really understand it. Like I'm still trying to figure some things out here and there or whatever, but like, I still came up with like, I'm, I'm the video game era and stuff like that. Like, I'm not like the Atari video game era. I'm like the, you know, the same thing as everybody else, like Nintendo and Sega and, you yeah. know, and all that stuff. And, yeah. So Atari for me, it was my dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah, yeah. We had a Coleco when I was when I was really, uh, really young, and and that was the first system I ever remember playing on. But yeah. that wasn't. That, I don't even know how we got that to be honest with you, because we were mm-hmm. not a, a well off family or anything, and a Coleco at that time I would imagine would probably be pretty valuable. So I have mm-hmm. no idea how we got that. Uh, it must have fell off the back of a truck. Um, (laughs) playstation 2 was the thing for me i I had a playstation 2 all my youth and we we also weren't able to buy a 3 or a 4 or it was just a playstation 2 yeah yeah i had a playstation 2 i kept i would get the blue screen a lot with the playstation 2 and Mm. that's where i was like nope i'm not doing playstation anymore and uh and i switched to xbox and um Mm. The first, well, what happened was uh, I had buddies that played Xbox and it was the original one before Xbox Live and all that stuff. And yeah. I had four friends, like we, we had a group of friends or whatever that I was, that I was accepted into and uh, that were video game players, like, you know, video game nerds. And, uh, and they would always get together on like Friday nights and they would take four Xboxes and plug them up to four TVs and they would put them in one house and the kids' parents were never there. Like they worked nights or whatever. Cool. And the way the house was set up is it was, it was like divided by a wall in the middle. So everybody like on one team, we would plug up two TVs and two Xboxes on one side and then two TVs and two Xboxes on the other side. And then we would run the land cords in between them. And so you could play 16 person Halo. That sounds and, sounds amazing. Wow. Oh, it was it was incredible, bro, because we got to I mean, I, we have stories of like somebody threw a shoe at somebody one night and hit him in the head like because <laughs> he was so pissed off. And like, that's like one of those things where like you can't do that in Xbox Live. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that in VR. Like you can, you can only hit somebody with, in the head with a shoe uh, if you're yeah. really there. So oh, man, that sounds amazing. Yeah. So that's when I realized, like, I was like, all right, so I got into video games then. And like, that's when I started to realize like the real possibility of like technology, I think, and like where we were going with this and like how people were really going to connect and stuff. And then, um, when, when I did the podcast before I would talk to artists sometimes about like the potential of, of like having a, a virtual world for their art where they could go in and, and kind of meet their characters kind of where like, mm-hmm. a, you know, like a lot of, a lot of artists, like even with yourself, like imagine if there was a, there was a, a world that you made where somebody walked in and like, there was just 50 floating heads or whatever. And like, you could just walk up to them and pick them up and move them around. And, and I'm I've like, been, that's cool. I've been What's trying that? to do it something like that for since March. It's, really? But it, <laughs> like yeah, an interactive but gallery? It, like no uh, VR server is strong enough to handle all the floating heads. It's like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I upload like five and then it breaks down. <laughs> I'm guessing you've done VR chat, right? Like that's yeah, you're, yeah, you're there, yeah. Because yeah. that's where I I checked that out, and like I was, I saw some things in that that were blew my mind. Like I mean, I it's very rare that I'm left speechless, um, mm-hmm. but I was <clears throat> for about two hours that I was in there and I was being showed some stuff. I I could not wrap my brain around it because my brain was just racing so fast that. I just kept thinking of ideas and creative stuff and I'm the potential of stuff. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, Holy shit. Like this is a game changer. Like this is a complete yeah, yeah. game changer. Definitely. So, um, 
we yeah my my uh, my girlfriend got a VR set and uh, and she was like oh you want to try it and I'm like eh, I'll give it a shot sometime I guess and then you know she comes back in the room after she's playing for a little bit she's like you sure you don't want to try it it's really fun you know I'm like all right I guess I'll have some fun so so I went in and excuse me I put the headset on and uh and I did the demo for the Oculus where like mm. the robots like flying around you know you've got you've got the rift right so i heard in another yeah, podcast yeah yeah, yeah yeah yep yeah and, and when i did the demo and i'm like holy shit and like everything you know the cartridges and putting the cartridges inside the little holders like the disk drives and stuff and i'm so like, much fun yeah i was like wow like if this is this much fun and we're early mm-hmm. like this is going to be incredible you know what i mean and then mm-hmm. the stuff that i saw last night that i was i was like yeah, we're already there. Like anybody that says like VR is coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's not coming. It's it is here. Like yeah, 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 yeah definitely. And yeah. especially now you can get the headsets where they log into Facebook or whatever, and they're they're portable or whatever for like three hundred yeah. bucks. The quests, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do I you have, have one of those? I have two of those and a wrist. So they're good. They are amazing, but yeah, yeah Facebook. That's um, what I don't like about it. It's the Facebook yeah, thing. Yeah, everyone doesn't yeah. like that about it but because it makes me feel even more that like they signed everybody like they herded everybody to facebook just because they yeah. knew that we were getting here like and you know 20 years down the line they're like don't worry about it like just herd everybody here sign them up for the account and then we can just get them into the metaverse just by <sighs> just by linking their facebook it's it's terrible i don't yeah. like it at all as a mm-hmm. vr enthusiast but just for me like th- those headsets the freedom you get when you're nuts right plugged into a computer like it's right. free that's amazing so it's it's worth it, it. Ha- and it has hands right like you have it, ha- you have you have hands that you have to yeah yeah you can hold, do right? you can do both yeah what do you mean you can do both you can have controllers and you can have you just use your hands without controllers oh you can use your hands without controllers yeah 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 it scans your it has uh, like a leap oh, motion shit. it can it can track your hands because I, I know somebody that just picked one up because I was I was kind of talking to him about it and like I want to do some stuff with the show that that incorporates virtual reality like it's a very like it's a it's something that I've talked about for a long time now and I've talked about it on the show and I've always said that this podcast isn't going to be just a podcast forever like I I have ideas and I'm I'm moving on things and mm-hmm. I talked to somebody and he just uh, showed me that he got a headset and um, it's somebody that I think the listeners are probably pretty familiar with if you know like uh the the nft scene and collectors and stuff like that and um he's a fan of the show and uh and he has a background in like some some production stuff and he hit me up and he was like if you ever need a hand and i'm like you know what i actually might and i said on top of that you know i mean if you ever want to jump in the show and then he uh he just sent me a screenshot that he uh he ordered a uh headset Hmm. and um he's ready to go so i'm like let's do it like uh, let's do it i'm with it awesome so. Who is it? <laughs> I, I can't. I can't say yet. I, that's, okay. that's the uh, that's the mystery of uh, of what we do here. But it's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's somebody that people uh, that that people love, and uh, I I think they do. And uh, he's a very good guy, and uh, he's been around yeah. for a while. He's a friend of the show and stuff like that. So I'm I'm very excited. I think that's going to be fun. Um, Catfish, my co-host for the B sides. Uh, he doesn't know virtual reality or NFTs or any of that. I listened. Kind of stuff at all. I listened to one of the podcasts with Cat. Oh, so you it was, heard it? Yeah. It was so funny <laughs> to hear you explain <laughs> NFTs to him, like how you should make a MetaMask and stuff. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what. That's. Go ahead. He what actually he actually caught on pretty quickly. I I think. 
Yeah, he's a smart dude. Like he went to college in Notre Dame. Like he, you know, he graduated. Like he's like he's he he can put things together, but it's just he's like a lot of other people right now where they haven't been they haven't been explained to. Like they haven't been, you know, yeah. people tell them NFT, 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 but they don't even know what it is. They don't know how to collect it. They they think everything is so out far out of reach, but mm-hmm. they don't realize it's all right there or whatever. So that's why with him, um, yeah. you know, Definitely, it's great. Yeah, I agree. It's great Sorry. to see him. No, no, it's okay. It's great to see him like experience this though, in my opinion, like to, because it gives everybody a chance to be like, Oh, I remember when I was that guy, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it is. And it, it, I think that's, that's a big thing actually. Like people I tell about it, it's, it seems like it's this far away thing, but you right. just install a browser extension and and you're good actually. Like, I think what happened was like the, with the, with the invention of, of crypto and how that's gone over the last hour, like 10 years or whatever. Um, everybody kind of knows one person, at least that's into crypto. Like even if they're not into it or even if like they're, they, they don't understand it or whatever, but there's always like one person. And whenever that one person tries to get somebody into crypto, they always go, all right, so you got to download the, I mean, shit, even when this thing started and I tried to tell my dad Mm -hmm. about crypto and stuff like that, I tell him like, I'd be like, okay, you got to download this wallet. And then he'd be like, okay. And then I'd be like, actually, no, download this wallet instead because <laughs> it, the coin I'm about to tell you about isn't, you can't get it with your other wallet. He's like, <laughs> okay. So then he does that and he's like, um, it, it doesn't verify me. Like it says that like, it won't verify me for some reason. And I'm like, okay. And it's because of his bank or whatever. Like his bank is connected to New York, but he lives in Arizona. So then I'm like, <laughs> all right, let me figure something else out. So then I'm like, how about this one? So I send them over another one. Like, it's like, I think that when people get into crypto, it's like, we're still, we're still early enough even now where like the apps and stuff are still getting figured out. And like, when I got into NFTs, one of the first NFT projects that I saw was the CryptoPunk comic. And Mm. I was interested in buying one, but I like, I didn't know why I just, I thought it was cool. Like I I support artists and shit like that. I saw that they had some artists on board or whatever. And and I wanted Mm -hmm. to get one. It wasn't because I was like, oh, this thing's going to go to the moon. I didn't even realize that like the way that NFTs really gained value at that point. I just saw something that I thought was cool and I wanted to buy it. But then I didn't know who Beanie was. No, I had no idea. No. Okay. Okay. I I had no idea. Like I, I'm still learning people in the scene. Like I had, um, I had, uh, um, Top Shot Fanatic on the other day for a segment um, for the for the ruse, and he was telling me a bunch of names where he's like, "You don't know this guy, like you don't know, like he's like you don't know Dingling," and I'm like, "No, like I don't know Dingling, like I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, like I'm not trying to offend anybody, but like I'm not saying I know everything about everything, especially in the NFT space, but also." On the flip side of that, there's a lot of shit that I know about the music space and the art space that if I were to start dropping names and doing all that stuff, like other people would be like, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. And I could easily be like, you don't know who J zone is like, that's crazy. Like, but this is, this is, these are the worlds that we're bringing together right now. You know what I mean? Definitely. Everyone is is new though, right now. It's like, that's the thing. It's, I guess. Maybe maybe March sounds to you like November oh, no, sounds I, yep. to me. If I hear someone say I've been in the game since uh, November, I'm like, okay, this guy is OG. I need to listen to him. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. No, but that's what happened was I, I, I looked up, you know, I was looking into NFT stuff. I might have actually found Beanie and I saw him talking about the Punks comic and I was like, oh, let me check this out. But I wasn't like, oh, I know Beanie. He's the guy with the spinning hat and, and the punk. And I, I didn't know who he was from any of that. I just knew him just from like 
from from the algorithm showing me his tweet for some reason or you know yeah. something like that so i just looked into what he was doing and when i went to the website i'm like oh i would buy one of these like how much do these cost and, and like at that time i probably thought it was going to cost like 30 bucks or something like that so i maybe i, I probably <laughs> wouldn't have bought it you know because i, I thought mm-hmm. it was gonna be less but the the point is is that when i went to go at that time when i went to go buy it um it didn't have like this, like a price for it. It didn't say like this punk's comic is 0.4 Ethereum or 0.2 Ethereum. Like it didn't, there was no kind of information like that. There was a thing that said connect wallet for MetaMask. The problem is I didn't have a MetaMask at the time. I had no idea what the fuck a MetaMask was. Even if I knew what cryptocurrency was and I, and I have boys that are in crypto and I have a crypto wallet, but not a lot of crypto, I still didn't know what a MetaMask was. And there was nothing on the site that when I clicked it, it popped up and said, um, you know, download MetaMask at blah, 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 blah. Like there was no kind of instruction to it. So like what I'm saying is, is like we're still early enough now where a lot of these websites and stuff are still catching up in ways to be able to present the information to people like Catfish to where if he wants to go and buy a Punks comic, he can just click buttons and it basically leads him through a, a, a trail of breadcrumbs to exactly where he needs to be in order to, to buy what he needs to buy. Mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. he still needs somebody like me to explain it to him like i still have yeah. to try to you know and that's what kind of sucks about it it's still pretty a pretty exclusive club just like crypto i guess i guess the like when it goes fully mainstream and i i truly believe it will soon um like people won't even know what nfts or like what the backend is probably like right. it, it get it just becomes like people don't know what happens in the back end of PayPal, for example. Like it will be something like that, just truly usability all over. Um yeah. Well that's what I hope, because I mean, even when I was in the metaverse last night and I did this thing, like I, I had like a little skeleton avatar or whatever, and like that was cool, don't get me wrong. Like, but at the same time, like I automatically went to the the mentality of like, why can't I use my profile pictures for this? And like I understand that it's because they're 2D, they're not 3D, they have to 3D model them, like blah, blah, blah. I get all that. But what I'm saying is is like that's just where I want to be right now. You know what I mean? Like I like I, I'm almost at the point now where like if a if a project comes out and they're not 3D rendered and ready to go, I'm almost not really that interested unless the artwork is something that like I look at and I'm like, oh okay, I would I would get that. Like there's these cunning foxes that came out. Have you seen these? No, it's so hard to keep up. I oh, think I know. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I've saw I I've seen it. Psychotic squirrels. Uh... <laughs> cunning <laughs> uh, foxes. Dang- yeah. Yeah, if you look yeah. at yeah, if you if you look up Cunning Foxes, their new project that came out, um, shout out to them. They don't have a roadmap from what it seems. If you go to their Discord, like I think it it says pretty clearly, like we have no roadmap. That's um, nice. We have no plan. Uh, we we're just we we just think we have good art, and if you want to buy it, buy it and whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I bought three of them. Like that's, I found three nice. of them that I liked, and I was just like, these are dope. Like I don't care if they're. Uh, a 10k project or if they're an individual artist or you know whatever like if i like it i'll buy it and yeah. um and they didn't look like any other like any other projects out right now or whatever really like they still have the same kind of like um generative uh feel to them but they have different aesthetics to them like the one that i got i got one where he's like in a clown suit he has a 666 uh like black and red uh covering over his body or whatever he has a pentagram on him um, he's got a, a nail driven into his head and then he has a, uh, he has a ball gag in his mouth and I'm like, mm-hmm. what the, f- where the hell did these things come from? 
Like there's ones <laughs> with crack pipes in their mouth and like in heroin needles and stuff like that. And I'm like, this yeah. is insane. So I'm not saying now, again, for anybody that's listening, I'm not saying that like these are for everybody <clears throat> and, uh, and you know, and you're probably like, this is, these aren't what I do at all. But, um, but that, I don't know. Like I, I like them. I thought they were I, interesting. I, I, I really like the fact that they don't like the, their roadmap is no bullshit, a no bullshit one. I think a lot of these projects shoot themselves in the foot by promising so much while it's really not necessary yet because the whole point of NFTs is that they are forever. So I'd say like under promise and over deliver, like that's the advice I would give to all the NFT artists out there because like the NFT is going to keep existing if they don't sell out in the first night. Like that's no problem actually. Just keep providing value or something and people will discover it i think but i i, I honestly I'm, I'm not a collector myself uh, well i'm i am a collector but I, I i collect very different kinds of projects i i i'm way more into the art stuff uh um, see i'm more into the lowbrow stuff i love lowbrow though oh the oh so you oh okay i thought well i guess okay all right that was disrespectful i didn't mean it like that um i'm just saying i look at lowbrow as like also collectibles and stuff like that like little yeah, like yeah, um, oh, i I love collectible i'm just i'm saying oh, um okay, i'm not in not much into the the like the the 10k project the 10k animal project maybe yeah yeah yeah. yep i, I understand exactly. I, I love some of them i love the the cool cats because they are very different i love yep. the these the rats, I think, because they are incredibly different. The sewer rat social club, I don't or the gutter know. rats, because there's two different ones. And and right now, the, there's one called the sewer rat social club. And yeah, I gotta shout, yeah, With yeah, I got to shout those eyes. I love them. Well, yeah, I got to I got to shout those guys out um, because and there's a I just picked one up this past week. I went into the chat and they were cool as hell. They ended up um, one of the members of the chat. Uh, excuse me, I, I don't remember your name right now, and I don't want to pause the uh, the conversation, but. I got um, gifted a, uh, a Wu Tang uh, one, which to me is great mm. because I, I love the Wu. But um, nice. but he was like, "Yeah, don't even worry about it. Like, you know, I'm more about use case, blah blah blah." I'm like, "That's what's up, man. I greatly appreciate it." And um, so I I told him I was going to shout them out in the show. So I got to take the second to shout them out. And uh, the reason why is because they have a really cool thing going on over there. Where like you can get currency that comes with the rats that are only it, it only comes with with their rats, mm. um, like uh, called- Cyberkongs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's called yeah. uh, it's called Chiz, and they have a store there where you can go and buy other NFTs, like other projects, um, for your amount of Chiz. And nice. they also have like a casino there uh, in the Discord where you can you can flip your uh, your your monies and your Chiz and and possibly make more. Um, and then I also saw the other just yesterday they made an announcement that they have Zed horses now, and they have like a they have Zed horses where you can you can basically it's like a book or not even like a book. Cause like you're putting money down, you put money down for the Z horse and you, you borrow it basically. And then when you're done racing it, you bring it back and then they give you your, uh, your chiz back. Okay. And you can race it and win. you know, you can win races with it. That's and win nice. Ethereum or whatever. It's like, and it's a community thing where, you know, they have however many now, which I think they only have like one or two or something or however many, and See, then they're going to add more. I only see like the 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 shilling threads about the 10k projects. Like I I I want to hear more of this. Like which projects are doing what cool stuff. 
Um, I got like your back, buddy. That, that's what I want to hear. Like, I, I love the people who are innovating and doing new stuff. And that's, well, I love, ev- I, I love every artist. I totally get why there are so many 10K projects. It's incredibly right. profitable. And like, there, if everyone gets into NFTs, everyone's going to need a profile picture. So there's, there's definitely room for mm-hmm. a massive amount of 10K projects. And yeah, I, I've, there- in March, this wasn't a thing, though. Right. Like, right. The that's the, profile the thing. Picks. The profile pics wasn't that much of a thing. Mm-hmm. It was CryptoPunks. Right. And I think when I started, it was Chubby's was the biggest one, the biggest uh, 10k project. Right. Well, after CryptoPunks, uh, hash masks, and all of the awesome OGs. Right. Um, and then Board Ape Yacht Club was April, I think, and they really, so I, really started something like that. That's it's crazy how how it feels like everything is about profile pictures right now. Uh, well, while I feel like it used to be about no, the art. Uh, I don't know. No, no, it's still about, it's still very much about the art, but it's just, right. Twitter Twitter is all about the profile pictures. Gotcha. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I my my comparison for these profile pictures is uh is I'm from like the designer toy world, art world, like stuff like that. So I look at it Love as like when, when Funko Pops came in, um, like five mm-hmm. years ago or whatever, and Funko mm-hmm. Pops came in, and the designer toy world went absolutely crazy, and uh, and we're like, why why do we have these things? They're not real art. Uh, we have all these great pieces of art that all these these individual artists make, but they don't, um, but nobody wants those. But then everybody goes out and buys Funko pops. Like <laughs> if you're going to buy Funko pops, why don't you spend money on these? Like right, right. artists. That's so actually, it was the same. Yeah. That's a good was comparison the, actually. Yeah. It was the same. It was this, I, I feel like I'm living five years ago over again, but with like a different scene. And that's the reason why when I come in and I sound so confident when I talk about this stuff and people are like, you don't even know NFTs. And I'm like, I don't know NFTs, but everything in my life has a, has has geared me up for this this exact situation. Like every single thing in my life has basically lined up to where I feel like I can add value in multiple different ways with NFTs, and that's that's one of those ways. Is like um, when Funko Pops came in. My argument was with that is I have like four or five Funko Pops, but I don't have like a, a room filled of them, or I don't have like a wall filled with them, or whatever. Like I, I'm very selective about the ones that I get because I'm I'm a selective collector when it comes down to it. I think like I, I like what I like, and I get that. Um, there were a lot of people though that they won't ever buy a Funko Pop. They don't they don't want anything to do with them. They want absolutely nothing to do with them. They never buy one. And then there's other people that have a room filled with them or whatever. And my thing is, my argument would be. Those people that are collecting the room filled with them, they're only going to have so much room for Funko Pops or they're eventually going to get oversaturated themselves. Like they're going to get tired of waking up every day and seeing Funko Pops and being like, all right, well, which which ones come out today? Like there's a, you know, I don't know. um, There's a a Garfield that comes out today. There's a, you know, it's like it's like all these random things that you already have seen a million times at this point because they just keep, you know, you can you can almost call what they're going to come out with. Um. I think those people though, they wake up and they're like, I don't know, maybe, like maybe they see something else from some way. Like maybe they, they listen to a podcast. Maybe they see a commercial for something like maybe they, whatever it is. And then they go, what's that? I want to check that out. Like they obviously have a collector spirit. So like you just have to kind of lead them 
they're they're getting closer you know what i mean and that's what i feel like these 10ks do is like they get people closer and like that's what you were talking about where you're like you know everybody needs an avatar and stuff like that like everybody you know like there's plenty of these for and that's exactly it is like this i think is going to get people to get a metamask like the same way we were talking about facebook and like how facebook is now like almost like the gateway into the the metaverse if they especially they made an announcement today that said that facebook is going metaverse like that's just right that's that's their their future yeah yeah, so it's like if everybody signed up for facebook and in order to get one of these um i'm sorry what was it it's not an oculus but what was uh what was the oculus quest it is an oculus oh it is an oculus but it's a sub they bought they bought oculus like android or whatever in in different versions of the phone so Mm -hmm, the quest mm -hmm. um if you get the quest you have to log in with facebook information or whatever and then that locks you into you know like they you know then you're locked in i think this is kind of the same thing where like this gets you a metamask and now that you have a metamask wallet like now you can get so last night in the rabbit club chat um Shout out to Ren One. He did a uh, he he did a remix of one of the rabbits for the for a giveaway for the Rabbit Club, and then he also um, went in the chat last night and he let people know that he had some for sale on his uh, on his OpenSea, and um, and so we're gonna give one away. And then he had like nine of them or something or eight of them for sale, and four of them, four people in the chat last night bought them, and one person specifically said that they they go, I now have six items in my wallet. I have five rabbits and I have one Ren One. And <laughs> I was like, that's fucking great. How can I find Ren One? Uh, at Ren One Lab on, uh, oh, yeah. on I'm, Twitter. I'm on it. Yep. He's a uh, he's very good dude. I've known him for a long time. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's like me. He goes off the handle every once in a while. But overall, a great dude would do anything for anybody that he can. Um, love, and, the, uh, uh, love the banner. Very um, neo-pop art. Yeah, he's he and he's um he's all over the place. He does a lot of different stuff. Um he's and and like I said, he did a flip for one of the bunnies and uh and I appreciate him for doing that because uh he didn't have to do that. And um and it seemed like people in the chat appreciated it too. Like they, you know, they bought a few of them or whatever and he and like I said, you get one of those into a a wallet of a person that maybe that person only picks up avatar projects, but then they pick up a remix of an avatar project and then they go Hmm. What other artist is is out there, or what other derivatives are out there? And then they find some derivatives, and then they start to dive into their personal work, and then boom, we got a collector. Have you seen uh, the apes I've done? Uh, I don't think I have seen the apes you've done. You should you should look it up if you I'm love vinyl to. toys. Yeah, I do. I do I have love another. Vinyl toys. I, I have another batch coming coming up. Can I send you a link or something? Um. Yeah. You can. Can you send it over to my DMs? uh yes oh yeah i got you right here no no no. i got you i got you all I right yeah yeah we're good we're rolling all right let me uh let me see if this comes up and um... like i i love vinyl toys i'm completely in love with the aesthetic of like super plastic and uh, um, yes yes yeah yeah everything uh, like anything like that super plastic is um people they're, people they're sometimes compare me to funko pops but yep. uh, I'd much rather be oh, compared to Super Plastic. I have seen a couple of these. I haven't seen all of them, but I have seen a couple of these. Man, these are dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yep. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. I'm going to send you over a picture to the uh, to the DMs real quick. All right. Um, if you can access those. And I want to, I want you to see my collection. Okay. Um, and kind of what I, what I got going on over here. This is only, 
Very now, interesting you, for the listeners. Oh, no, no, no. They love this because what it does is it gives them a reason to uh, to go and check out stuff. Like I, oh, all okay. this stuff is on my timeline. You know what I mean? Like if people want to um, – All right. If people want to look at any of this stuff, uh, they can they can easily oh, wow. check out my time. Yeah, you see what I mean? See, I, I'm telling you, I do this, that's brother. That's a, interesting. That's a Drill wow. One right there. Uh, shout out to Drill One. Um, he did that as a, uh, wow. as a custom. Um, here you go. Here's, here's one of my shelves right here for you to look at. You can see that. Um, oh, man, that's awesome. So, guys, I love I'm that. Just, what I'm doing right now is I'm showing them a bunch of uh, collectibles that I have from my collection. I have, like I said, I do collect like you know um, physical uh, physical pieces or whatever, and um, I'm very I'm very into that stuff. And it sounds like uh, it sounds like Super Nifty is awesome. So, I am, I am, I love, I I absolutely love your collection. That's amazing. Yeah, so I appreciate that. So that's and then I also do uh, I do like um, toy photography and stuff like that. So I'll send you over uh, one of those. You can check out what I do with that stuff. Um, so these are all things that like nice. You know, I want people to realize like he came on the show because we wanted to talk about you know some NFT stuff, some artwork, you know stuff like that. But like we all kind of have these things that like we all have interests that aren't very far away from each other right now, but we just don't know what they are because we just talk about fucking NFTs all the time. And, and like I love them. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying like it's still like we have all this other stuff that we could relate to. You know what I mean? And I feel like sometimes we get tunnel vision. Man, you have so I, I recognize almost all of these. You have the yeah. Joe, Joe Ledbetter ape. Oh, it's oh, so yeah. fucking awesome. I love I, Joe I actually Ledbetter. gave that to somebody to customize, but he didn't customize it and he still has it. But I'm sure you're familiar with those types of stories in the scene. But uh, <laughs> shout out shout out to Prime. I, I, I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty, I, ape, I have man. to say like the scene, I would love to get into the scene because yep. I, I've been lurking from a distance. Um, like I said, I'm a poor PhD student or right, right. I, I was. Well, maybe if I cash, if I would, if I would <laughs> I ever say, cash, well, you sold out. if I, if I would ever cash out, I, I, I might not be anymore, but <laughs> right. Right. No, I, I understand. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not rich yet. So don't, no, I'm not that, that far. I yet. know. It's not I like know. a 10k project. I um, know. But yeah, I've never, I've never gotten into the, like the actual, like buying custom collectibles. Yep. Um, but I'm I'm going to like um, I'm moving into a no ho new home when where we have some more place and now that I like I'm a bit better off financially I'm probably going to have closets pick like yours couple, and pick up a get couple into things. it way more yeah I actually well, have a closet like yours but it's all 3D printed myself and pa painted figures myself so oh uh, yeah I, would, I mean that's gotta look I never look cool though it's like <laughs> yeah. a personal vault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I never well, I I couldn't get into it, so I bought a three D printer so I could make my my own. <laughs> yeah, that's I sculpt sometimes, but I'm really not good at it. Like my girlfriend will say I'm good at it, but like I think I'm good at like doing certain little things, but I'm not good at like the overall thing. You know what I mean? Like I can make like a ear, or I can make like a nose, but then when it comes to like the rest of the face, he just looks like a fucking mongrel. You should try uh, Oculus Medium. Yeah, uh, the VR sculpting program. It's awesome. that sounds fun. I would, yeah. I would like to try that. I think you should. I mean, you should. It's amazing. I got a really late start with everything kind of like artistic or whatever, other than writing or music. Everything like audio and stuff like that, I've been doing for a really long time. But when it comes down to, I mean, you said you were twenty five. I didn't really get into collecting until I was probably thirty two or thirty three. Mm -hmm. 
And like, that's because, um, I just didn't grow up around it. Like I grew up in upstate New York where there really wasn't like, a, we didn't have a lot of stores to go to and stuff like that. Like, I'm just being like, I'm just being honest. Like it's sounds people might hear that and be like, what are you talking about? You didn't have stores, but like we had grocery stores and stuff like that. But if you wanted to go to like a, a Walmart or something, you'd have to drive like 20, 25 minutes. And, and that's a Walmart and Walmart's not going to be carrying um, designer toys and, and that kind of stuff. So I didn't, I didn't really have a chance to collect. Like I just didn't, it wasn't accessible for me. And then, and they always, this stuff always interests me, like Kid Robot or whatever. Like when I saw it, like, you know, uh, like in my late twenties or whatever, I'm like, oh yeah, that shit's cool. But like, I didn't know where to get it. I had no idea. And then, um, you know, when I was around, like I said, like 32 or so, 33, I started to, uh, to collect dunnies and take pictures of them. And I would look at the foot on the dunny and I'd be like, why don't I know who this person is? Like, I don't, how come I've never seen this person in like an interview or anything like that? And we had already been doing the podcast and, and nobody really knew what, what a podcast was at the time. Like it was, you know, it was really early. And, um, and so I would hit up my, like, we would have guests on that would want to be on the show. Like we'd have people that would hit us up and say, you know, Hey, I want to be on the show. And we're like, all right, perfect. So they'd jump on the show. And then after that, like, you know, we, we started, I'm like, Hey fish, why don't we have some of these people that do these, uh, these, these vinyl art pieces, why don't we have them on the show? And like, I can talk to them. And he's like, I mean, I guess that's cool, but I don't really, I don't really fuck with any of that. And I'm like, well, I know, but that's what, that's what will make it good though. Is like, you can, you can be the listener basically. Like for the people that don't, that, you know, that don't mess with vinyl toys. If I send you something and you look at it and you're like, oh, what's, what's that? Like, that's ugly or, you know, or, no, I wouldn't mess with that or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then like, that's like an honest reaction that we get out of it, you know? And he's yeah, like, yeah. all right, yeah, I could do that. I'm like, all right, sweet. So that's what we started to do. And that's where that's where I think a lot of people really started to enjoy our show is because we gave a very kind of raw opinion of, of stuff that came out. And he's, he's not very like, it's, it's taken me about three weeks to get him a profile picture. Cause everything yeah. I send him, he looks at it and he's like, mm, yeah, it's all right. It's cool. And I'm like, well, what are we doing here, man? So like, finally, um, I, I sent him over, uh, we sent him over a rabbit. I didn't send it. Um, shout out to, again, I forget who it was in Q dog maybe. Um, no, maybe he's, he sent it over to Eddie. I don't know. Anyways. Um, they sent one over to uh, catfish and, um, and so he has the, uh, the, the rabbit now is his profile picture. So that's his first profile picture and we're, we're getting him involved. You know, that's what nice. And he likes, he likes final toys though. He kind of, he kind of likes them. He, he, I gave him a, I actually got him a personalized one, like a custom version of himself. It's a dunny of himself. And when I went wow. out to Atlanta to visit him, um, I gave it to him in person. And I was like, there you go, fish. Like, what do you think? And he's like, that's fucking cool. And I'm like, it is right. And he's like, yeah, I like that. Like that. All right. Like, this is cool. And I think that he kind of, I, I wanted him more than anything to understand the, the, the connection that collectors have to their, to their pieces. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's like the most important, like when I talk about NFTs, I say the biggest, the biggest thing is finding it. Like when you talk to somebody about NFTs and you're trying to explain it to them, you have to personalize what you're talking about to them where like you have to know enough about them and what they do in their normal life. So like if they're a real estate agent, then you can say, okay, so when you do a real estate deal, um, wouldn't you like it if you had 10% uh, every time the house sold after that? And they go, yeah, I would, yeah, I would like that. And you go, exactly. That's NFTs. Like, and then like, they go, Oh, sh- all right, maybe I'll look into it a little bit more. And, and then you talk to them a month later and they're like a fucking NFT expert or whatever. Like they're coming at you <laughs> with contract ideas and like all this other stuff. And you're like, Whoa, where, where'd you come from? <laughs> and, I, and I feel like that's like the same thing with vinyl toys is like, you just have to give them something 
to, to make them feel like they, you know, like they can relate to it. And then after that, they're like, okay, I can understand that feeling now. I feel like it's, it's you with final toys. I've noticed it's either something you, you absolutely adore and you love and you want all of them, or it's something like you don't care. You see them as toys. And, um, I'm all the way on, uh, on the left spectrum on that. And, um, I, I, it's just something that connects me with them. I think you can, that this also reflects in my own collection. I, right. I love the vinyl toy, cute, but cool aesthetic, yep. uh, colorful, uh, very lowbrow, neo pop art, stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. So are you very much into the vinyl toy scene? Like, do you know people personally, like artists? Yeah. 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 Who are, I mean, who are you, who are you? Who are you thinking? Oh, anyone. I, I, oh, there's so many. I, yeah, we had, uh, we've had on the old show, we had uh, JPK, John Paul Kaiser. Uh, he was wow. on the show. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yes. He's, yeah, he's he's the man. Um, he was on the show. That's um, awesome. We had, uh, let's see, um, we had Brant Peters was on the show. He's he's my personal favorite uh, um, vinyl art. Uh, I don't know him. Oh, he's, man, if you search him up, uh, Brant, B-R-A-N-D-T, uh, Peters. He. I have one piece from them that that's on my wall that um, if somebody came into my house and tried to take it, I would, I would definitely fight them for it. No, no chance that they would make it out of my house with that piece. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Just... It's the one you showed me. Yep. Well, yeah. Well, the, yep. the base one. Thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yep. love that. Yeah. He's really, really incredible artist. And um, Gonna follow he him. was on the show. Uh, Kathy Olivis is his wife. Um, she's, she's super talented also. And they do a lot of work together. Um, Frank Kozik was on the show. Holy shit. Uh, he's, he's an interesting guy. Um, shout out to Frank. I mean, he doesn't, I don't think he really likes me too much. Cause when we, when, we did the show, <laughs> when we did the show, when we did the show before, like five years ago, where can I do, listen to that? <laughs> okay. So, well, those will be available on the, uh, we're going to have a token where people can buy this token and, okay. uh, and then you can get access to the old blind box shows. And, okay. We only we don't have all of them. That's the unfortunate thing. We don't have all of them, but we do have a good handful of them. And I have some after Fish left the show. It wasn't any me and Fish didn't have any beef. He left the show because he just didn't want to do the show anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and after he left, I still did like fifty episodes or something like that without him, like a hundred episodes or something um, without him. And so be, I know I have a, a big bulk of those, and then I know that me and Fish still have some raw segments and stuff like that, and some of the recording sessions and stuff from the other stuff that we did. So I'm going to go through and start cooking up some best ofs and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. Kozik, the thing that happened with Kozik is, and like, I know he doesn't like when people talk about, I think he gets very like weird when people talk about him, but like, I'm not saying like, I'm not like fuck Frank Kozik and blah, blah, blah. Like I'm not that guy. Like I'm not like that. But what I'll say is we did a show where the, the show was split much like it is now where it's, there were two segments to it, like two sides or whatever. And it would be like, we'd have one guest on and then we would have another guest on. And our second side, our second guest would be where kind of, we got kind of like a little bit more loose, like, like with conversation and stuff. And it's stuff that, especially at that time. And, and I guess even now, like, it's like the, it's kind of like the people are kind of sensitive thing. And I, I don't, I'm not a bad person. I'm not a malicious person. I'm not a, I'm not a mean person. I'm not mean spirited. But sometimes jokes can be kind of funny, you know, or kind of kind of like, um, you know, hurtful or funny or it's just how it is. Like, that's how humor goes. And, and like, I'm not making an excuse for saying like some really crazy stuff because I didn't say anything really crazy. <laughs> but Catfish, on the other hand, was a little bit more crazy. And um, 
And there'd be a lot of times where no pun, I had to kind of reel catfish in a little bit because I'd be like, you got like, I'm like, you can't, um, you can't be out here saying this stuff. Like, you know, because people are, you're going to offend some people. And he's like, yeah, well, fuck them. And I'm like, all right, yeah, fuck them, I guess. And then we, we got one review one time from an artist. She didn't leave our, her name, but I know exactly who it was. And she said that our show was the most offensive thing she's ever heard. And that any of her friends that wanted to come on the show, she would she would tell not to come on the show because it was a vile show and it's the worst podcast she's ever. Now, mind you, Correct. we had other, yeah, we had twenty other reviews that were like, "Guys, you're killing it. This is amazing. Like, we love your show so much. Like, thank you for supporting artists and you know, blah blah blah." But for some reason, this one artist, she she just doesn't. She gets mad at everything and mad, uh, mad at, and she ta- you know she takes everything sensitive. She's very sensitive, uh, and sometimes. I, it- does just doesn't click it's i reached out to her to be like hey do you want to be on the show and uh she you know she never really reached back out to me and i'm like okay well that's fine but don't go and leave a comment like that on our on our itunes page or whatever like that kind of messes up our 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 flow and um and then what happened was i got an email one time from another established artist and he said hey guys i just want to let you know um, I was listening to your most recent episode, and I was I was really uh, I was really put off by what you said in these in the comments about this, you know, and and the the art world. This is the thing that really killed me about this email. Actually, now that I think about it, he said the art world is a place where everybody belongs, and everybody should be able to have uh, to be able to feel the way that they feel. Um, I really think you should reconsider what you said, and and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. So everybody can feel how they feel. They can do what they want to do. But when we do that, I have to reconsider what I said. And I know exactly what I said, by the way. I know what, we, I know what the issue was over. It was Jaden Smith uh, wore a dress. Okay. This, this, is, this is literally, this is what the big thing was. Okay. If anybody's listening to this, you need to understand like, the, okay. the thing here. Jaden Smith wore a dress. And somebody asked him, hey, Jaden, are, are you gay? And he said, no, like, why am I gay? And like, why would that be? And they go, cause you're wearing a dress. And, and then everybody online was like, how dare you ask this kid if he's gay? Like, how dare you uh, bring this up? And my thing is, is I'm like, if you're going to wear a dress and paint your fingernails and stuff like that, you got to be able to expect that people are going to ask you questions. That doesn't mean that they're, they're malicious. It doesn't mean that they're being hurtful. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Um, I don't know. I, I know. I, hot topic. I know. I know. I understand. Like, it's sad. The fact that they have to ex- expect that. that right. So it's sad. It. That's a right. sad thing. Mm-hmm. I completely like, agree. Yeah. So they shouldn't I, shouldn't have to expect that. Like, I com- I completely agree with you, and that's where yeah. that's where I think I catch flack for this is because people think when they hear me say the first thing that they go. Well, why should he have to? And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not at all what I'm even bringing up, though. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he should have to or he shouldn't because I agree. He should not have to explain himself. But the fact is, is like you just have to be able to be like you have to be prepared for those type of feedback, like that type of a reaction or whatever, because that's the world we're in. Like it's it's important to 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 know your your uh, your situations and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, and honestly, it's changed a lot since then. Like when I look back five years ago in this conversation that we had, um, now I think it's, it is a lot, you know, it is a lot better where if you, if you wear a dress and you're a man and you go out and you know, you're not going to get those type of questions and stuff like that. You're not going to get mm-hmm. as well, you, you might, but not as, not as bad. I think, you know what I mean? I think at mm-hmm. that time it was, it was worse. And, 
Um, and that's all I was saying. That's all I was mentioning. It was like, you know, don't, don't be surprised. Like, it's not crazy. And, um, that set, that set, that set people off. And I was like, guys, I've been here for you. Like you were on my show. You loved the show. Like you didn't, like, I wasn't a bad guy then. Like I wasn't, you know, there's nothing wrong with me then or whatever. I don't understand what the problem is now. So at one point I sent Kozik over a, uh, a interview that we did with somebody and he, he sent me back a message and he said, um, I'm sorry, but uh, based on what I've heard about your show recently, I have I won't be able to support your show in the future. On, oh, on the man. Site. And so I replied back to him and I said, hey, Frank, I understand that. But I'm just asking, what did you hear on the episode? Like, what was what was the thing that that caused this? And he said, again, um, I didn't listen to the episode. I heard that you that, uh, that you said and I go all right well fuck this thing. you know excuse my language but like this is this is crazy well, like i've done a lot of work for like the vinyl toy scene and all that like i've tried to put people on my show that love my show like they, they a lot of guests and all that and and you can't even listen to my show to tell me what the problem is all right mm-hmm. i see what the, i see what the issue is oh, he know? must be he must be a busy guy though he's basically the god of final toys i would nah. say nah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I know what you. I appreciate you. Say, I'm sure he appreciates you saying that a lot. But uh, I think there's a lot. Frank of people Kozik, out if there. you hear this, uh, please uh, <laughs> holler at him. Please yeah, uh, yeah. DM me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to kill anybody. This is the thing, and I don't want. And I hope that after we get done with this segment, you're like, I, I didn't know we were going to talk about that stuff because, like, you're not saying anything bad here. You haven't said anything. Just it's for the fine. record, you, you haven't said you haven't said anything bad here. And, and I was going to say it. I, yeah, and I don't think I've said anything bad here no, either. I have. No. I if you look at the, the pictures I, I sent you, you'll I see. I totally, I totally understand. I have multiple Frank Kozik pieces. I like. It's not because he's the god of vinyl toys, but because I I like his pieces, like the Clockwork yeah. Orange piece. There's like certain pieces of his that I really enjoy, yeah. and I I didn't just go and burn them in a in a pile or something like that. Like I'm not an immature. Uh, I'm not like one of these kids or whatever. I I like what I like. I appreciate him as an artist. Um, I wish that he would have handled that situation a little bit differently. But he was on the show and um and he seemed to have a good time and like we had a good mm-hmm. time with him and stuff like that and. Uh, and yeah, Frank's one of the people who were on the show. Um, do you know uh, MCA Evil Design? Maybe. He's done a lot see. of sticker stuff and vinyl toy stuff, and he's actually just getting into the NFT world now. And he's got, I think, something coming oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen this. I've seen the, his character. The Evil Ape? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he was on the show. He was just on the uh, – he was on Four Things for the last episode as well. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I'm bringing all these guys in, man. Like awesome. all these people that you were talking about that you like, that you like, you, you might not have kind of seen anything from in a little bit, or, you know, you, that might've like kind of fallen out of the scene or you haven't gotten a chance to check in on a scene or you yeah. want to merge these things. Like these, this is going to happen. Awesome. Yeah, bro. If, if like, all I want is for John Paul Kaiser, Joe Ledbetter, Frank Kozik, uh, anyone, <laughs> anyone I've looked up to, uh, to know those me. guys. Yeah, yeah, oh, I, 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 I fucking love vinyl toys and some of the art is just amazing. That that's my kind of art. When I said art earlier, I meant yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant this. Yeah, so I, I, I fucking love vinyl toys. I'm, I'm and I'm gonna make a vinyl toy myself. I'm gonna yeah. At one point, like that's a major goal of mine. I think it'll, I think it'll kick ass, man. Like I'm, I'm all for. Um, 
We had a freehand profit on in the, the first season and he now has like a vinyl toy that he's doing. And uh, when I saw that, I was like, bro, why didn't you bring this up on the show? Like, why didn't, why didn't we talk about this? And he's like, Oh, sorry. Like there's so much going on and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm just saying like, this is something I definitely wanted to know about. Like, this is, this is exactly up my fucking alley. Like I am all about this. So some people collect NFTs and they say that, um, that they don't want physical stuff. They just want NFTs. Um, my thing is, is that, uh, is that I want, I, I want them both really. Like I'm, I'm cool with both. Totally. I totally get that. And you can get both. Like all my, all my NFTs come with a 3d print files. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I like that. So they can make the toys yeah. and all that. You Have you can... seen Sergio Mancini's work? Sergio Mancini. Yeah. Sergio is the man. Um, Brant is my favorite, like my favorite artist uh, that does like wall stuff and, you know, and all that type of stuff. Sergio is like my favorite, um, my favorite vinyl toy artist, I think, in terms of like just sculpting and, and all that kind of stuff. He's, he's, uh, him and Igor, uh, Igor Ventura. Um, they're, they're, uh, oh, no, yeah. shit, Igor, uh, oh man. Um, I've seen all these guys works. Um, I'm, I'm just looking them up now. I've definitely seen all of them. Hey, Igor, if I just butchered your name, if you ever hear this, I apologize. I, I don't know if I did or not. I'm sorry. I don't bro. think I, gotta, I think I Igor Igor is fine. Yeah, Igor is good. That's, that's yeah. good enough. Um, but yeah, that's they. Uh, these are all guys that like I was connected with and connected with back, you know, four or five years ago. And I haven't talked to them in, in a while. But like Sergio, like I found one of his pieces on eBay or whatever. And I showed it to him. I'm like, look what I just ordered, bro. And he's like, wow, how did you find that? Like, I, I don't even have one of those. And I'm like, really? So um, I ordered it for him and sent it to him and he lives in like Spain or whatever. Like it was some crazy, you know, like he, he lives far off, I think. But, um, but yeah, I sent him one of his pieces or whatever, just because I, because I appreciate his stuff. So I, 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 I love I, him, I'm uh, definitely following all the names you've said. That's uh, great. I've, I've, I've seen all the works. I just didn't put a name to them. Right. Yet. Yeah, they're all they're all really good guys, and um, I would recommend I would recommend anybody checking out any of the names. I'm glad that this is what I was talking about, man. Like when I was saying, like I don't really know what the show is gonna like, what, like what we talk about on the show, you know, like it's just gonna be kind of random stuff or whatever. I didn't even know that you were uh, this much of a, a vinyl toy guy or whatever. And like to me, that we could fill up hours of vinyl toy talk. <laughs> yeah, like I, I can do that. That's easy for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's really easy. I, I fucking love Final Toys. I knew you liked it. Uh, it's one of the reasons I uh, said yes so fast. Oh, so, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. I appreciate that. But yeah. that's and that's where like I want people to kind of understand. Like sometimes there's times on Twitter where I'll you know I kind of I kind of puff my chest out. That's a, as Spotty uh, said. Um, but I don't do it in a way where I'm like, oh, I'm so great. I'm this and that. Like what I want you guys to realize though, like as the listener or whatever, or as like the potential fan of the show, I want you guys to realize that like this show is not about going in and finding the people that are making NFTs right now and like finding the artists that make NFTs or finding the, the technology that, that make NFTs and, and to like get really nerdy about that and like do all that kind of stuff. What my show is about is bringing in artists and figuring out this whole kind of NFT thing together and then everything else kind of falls into place around it. Like that's, that's what the bridge of the show is. And from what we did with the blind box and stuff, and from the connections that I do have with, with some of these artists and stuff that I, you know, that I'm very grateful to have that, you know, um, I'm very fortunate and lucky to have. Um, I can bring those guys in, man. Like I can do this. Like I know I can do this. And that's why I'm saying like, I have a purpose here. It's not just me 
turning on the mic to record and just wanting to hear myself talk or just wanting to talk to somebody else. I do want to do those things. I like doing those things, but I have a purpose here. Like I am, I am kicking down a door that needs to be kicked down. If this door does not get kicked down, there are going to be so many great artists left over on the other side and they shouldn't be left over there. Like they should all be pulled through. (laughs) And that's, and I, and I think based off of the segment, you would agree just because those are all people that, you know, that you, that you like, you know what I mean? Like those are all the people that need to get brought in here. Like, and they're not going to, they're all older, man. At this point, like they're probably like 40, 45, 50. Like they're not, they don't want to check out NFTs and stuff. Like I, I can maybe help that bridge, you know, I can build that bridge. Most of them are going to, I think, like most artists are going to realize that Ethereum is not that bad for the environment and blah, blah, blah. And all the counter arguments for crypto and all the things we've heard. And they're just lazy. I think, think, yeah, they're going to jump on at one point because it's it's just it works so well. Yeah, it's like as an artist, you you don't have to be a full time entrepreneur anymore mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. nfts like you can just i'm not saying it's it's better if you also are but like with nfts you have the possibility now to only create and put out nfts and if you're good enough then you'll probably be able to make a living out of it and it's 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 that's that alone is like every artist is gonna jump on that once they realize it. I agree. I think that um, I think that physical stuff is still going to have a place. I think that when it comes down to it, I, I understand what people are saying that they're running out of space. They have too much stuff. A lot of people are minimalizing and all that kind of stuff. I still feel like there's like I love my collection. Like when you when you when I walk by my case or whatever, and I have my light on, and you know, and I can see my collection. Like I love. I also this this is all probably very weird to people that are listening to this that don't collect, but you probably can identify with what I'm saying. Um, I like holding the pieces that I get. Like, I, I don't, I'm not saying that I sit there and hold them forever or whatever, but like, there's something about it, like being able to hold these pieces and like really examine them and like, and, and hold them and move them around. Like when I was in the metaverse last night, I had like, I had the chance to kind of hold some like box toys and stuff, but I just wanted to hold them. Like I wanted to actually hold them, but I couldn't yeah, because yeah. it was, it's virtual, you know? Yeah. So like, there's still that thing where like no matter how close we get in virtual reality to it's still virtual reality it's not actual reality so i feel like there's still a space for collectors it's just not everybody in the nft space is a collector like some people got in it because they wanted to make money some people got in it because of nba top shots and 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 that type of situation and now they're trying to figure out what they want to collect or what they like to collect like there's so many variables of why you could possibly be in the nft space that it's like when I first got in, I, I kind of thought that everybody was a collector. And I've realized since then that like, that is not the case at all. Like there's some people in here that are just looking for the crypto flip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, more power to them. Like, why yeah, not? No, I agree. Why not? It oh, helps grow space. So I completely agree. I completely yeah. agree. I just, I just don't want them to, uh, when I go to approach somebody to talk to them, I don't want to assume that they're into art and stuff like that when they're not into art. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because that's because that can lead to an ugly conversation. That might where it's be like, awkward, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where I'm like, okay, now I feel disrespected, but like I shouldn't feel disrespected because they just they I shouldn't assume that they that they're into art just because they're in NFTs. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. So, well, brother, I appreciate you taking this time to join me. Um, hopefully, I didn't get you in any hot water. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. 
No, I don't think so either. Um, and like I said, like that's what's really crazy is like when you talk about somebody on the show, if it's not super positive, sometimes people will be like, oh, what would you say? Would you? And I'm like, I didn't say anything. Like I really didn't. I didn't say anything. Like it was a normal situation that happened. We didn't really see eye to eye on it or whatever. And that was the end of it. And, um, and, and Frank, if you ever want to come on the show, you're more than welcome to come on the show. Um, I don't know if he'll take me up on that, but, uh, and the gate and the guys over at super plastic, you ever want to come on the show? You're more than welcome to come on the show. Yeah. Huck G was on the show. You familiar with Huck G? Huck G. Yeah. Not, he's not he's, directly. Maybe I probably, Oh, know you'll know, name. you'll know him. You look him up and you'll definitely know him. Huck G is, um, is, oh, is yeah, a huge... yeah. I, I follow him. I follow, yep. I follow him actually. Yeah. He, yeah, he was a huge OG, uh, kid robot artist. He came over, he came oh, on yeah. here and he, he shit on Kozik. If you want to talk on some about somebody coming on here to shit on Kozik, I didn't shit on Kozik. Huck G shit on Kozik. And, um, and, and I love it. Like that was, I, that was a great episode, but. I don't know about any of the drama in the. Nah, in, you don't have to. I I have to know about it randomly. That's yeah, all. yeah, yeah. I have to because if I love, don't, then love Hug you know. G's uh, arts. Yeah, he's a he's a great guy, great guest, and 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 he he's not a bad guy either. Like even when he shit on Kozik, like it was just it was. He called the plushies. Uh, you know those plushies that came out. Um, they're they're like uh, they did Dunnies and they did Labbits and they did and then they did like a mm. stuffed version called the yeah, plushie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and the I first got an email from that. Yeah, the, the first ones that came out looked like shit, and um, and nobody was willing to say it. Like everybody just kind of like tiptoed around it. And when I had Huck on, I'm like, Hey, man, did you uh, did you see what's going on like in the toy world? Did you see these and you know that? And he's like. Yeah, they look better than the fucking other things that they're doing. And I'm like, what's the other things? And he's like, those fucking plushies or whatever. I'm like, <gasps> and like, everybody's just like, oh, shit. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, they look like garbage. And I'm he like, went yep. there. yeah, he went there. He was, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Huck. He's very, uh, very UK with it. Like he, um, he will, he will, he will tell you how he feels if he's in the mood. So, yeah, yeah. um, I appreciated him for, for doing that. And again, like it wasn't to cause drama to start fights and shit. It's just people having fun, man. Like people got to loosen up a little bit, not take things so serious. Um, totally. You know, and that's, and that's just what it was. Everyone so, has his own taste and yeah, well, if you don't like something other people might, then it's just everyone's at the, at the end of the day, everyone's welcome. I mean, I, I don't know if people like your stuff, they'll buy it. If they don't, You'll tr have to try something else. Yep. I don't know. Well, also at the end of the day, uh, Frank Frank kind of owes me one because I had a I had a employee <laughs> of his on the on the, I, <laughs> I'm not going to let him go. Uh, yeah. I, uh, no, I'm not going to let him go. Dude, if we're bringing if it he, up, we go, he, we're if he getting actually it all out. listens if if he actually listens to this and he's like yep. Frank, if you send me a DM, I'll faint. <laughs> there you go frank you got a fan like you got you got two fans here to be honest with you but i'm just i'm just being i'm just being i'm just being honest so he, i had an employee of his on the show and the employee said some stuff i guess that frank didn't agree with or didn't like and um we put the episode up and i got a i got a message like five minutes later after the episode went up and he was like hey man uh could you edit out the part where i said blah 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 and i'm like uh the show's already posted like i'd have to go in and like do post-production on it but yeah i guess so and then he goes, all right, thanks. I appreciate it. Like Frank's really upset. And I'm like, okay. And then like, I get a message like 10 minutes later and he's like, Hey, can, uh, can we just take the episode down? And I'm like, Oh my God, like what the hell? And he didn't <laughs> say anything. And again, he didn't say anything awful. It was just, I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. So that's what I'm saying. Like Frank seems to have, uh, you know, he seems to have some issues sometimes with people or whatever. I, if he has an issue with me, I, like I said, I didn't mean to, uh, to say anything that was offensive or whatever. But then again, 
the guy that makes like the clockwork orange rabbit or like the, uh, the, the bunnies with the buttholes or, you know, whatever else, mm-hmm. like, I don't think it's really fair to him for, for him to, to deem what's offensive. You know what I mean? So, um, that's <laughs> uh, all yeah, I'm saying. Uh, that's a good point. Absolutely. Shout out to, shout out to Frank, shout out to him for doing art and all that and contributing what he's contributed because I really do appreciate it. But, um, but like I said, if he ever wants to come on the show and we can talk about it, I'd, I'd love to have him on the show. He's yeah. welcome here anytime because he is, I'm not going to say he's the godfather of, of toys. That's not going to be my, my words. That could be, <laughs> but I will say, um, he is very important to the vinyl toy scene. Um, he's put in yeah. a lot of work and, uh, and even with his posters and stuff like that, that he did, like, he's a very talented artist. Um, but it's like I said, like, just, you know, sometimes you don't see eye to eye with people. It's how it goes. Yeah. It's how so, it goes. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad we see eye to eye on some things, brother. Definitely, definitely. Like vinyl toys. It was a, a very fun podcast. I think for people <laughs> who don't care about vinyl toys, it'll be a very boring podcast. We got to get them in somehow. They can, they can, <laughs> yeah. they, we've been putting up with NFTs for the last three months. Uh, I wake up and breathe, sleep, and eat NFTs. Um, Man, I can take so a vinyl much. toy break for a second. Uh yeah, I well, you know. I, I I I don't need a, an NFT break, but I've definitely been eat, sleep, uh, whatever you, you said. Sold out NFTs. Today. Of course, you need an NFT break. <laughs> you sold out I need today. To, I'm dude. I'm, I'm working a, I'm a on a tight, college club. I'm on a tight schedule. <laughs> I I have a full time job. I have to I have to make seven of these things a week. I'm 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 breathing NFTs right now, but I love it. I love every second of it. It's all no, I it's, want to do. Like actually, like going to work is such a drag, and right. I just can't wait the whole day to come home and just sit sit down the whole evening and and make NFTs. It's just amazing. Well, an update for the fans that are listening: if you listen to the last episode uh, when we had MCA on, um, he hit me up and he said uh, he he thanked me for for basically giving him the boost to get in the game and uh, and get into NFTs and stuff. He said that he's. Uh, He's rejuvenated and uh, and he feels um, you know fresher than ever. Basically, he said that he's done more work in the last however many days than he has you know in, in a while. So um, so shout out to him, and I can't wait to see what he's up to. I know that him and I think him and Ren are cooking cooking something up, um, and I think it's going to be awesome. If you love uh, like profile picture stuff, there you gotta love MCA stuff because it's it's really built for this. Like it's made for this profile picture like thing that we're going through right now. So, awesome. You know, give people a chance to pick that up. Um, if you want to go ahead and let them know uh, where they can find you, uh, if they can uh, buy your stuff on the uh, the aftermarket, possibly since they can't I'm, get a hold of it. Well, I well, I they're still coming out, so um, we've made two hundred. I I've made two hundred of two hundred sixty four. Uh, so sixty four still coming out every week. I will drop seven new floating heads i'm at super nifty on everything uh mainly uh instagram main no mainly twitter then instagram and discord definitely um we drop seven new floating heads every week um it's in a dutch auction style so the price goes down over the next week although if they sell out in the first second and that's i was gonna it. say they're not gonna throw that dutch <laughs> auction thing out the window brother just put them at 0.5 and call it a day <laughs> yeah so now that we're over the 200 mark we're at uh, 0.5 um so the people who got one today um they got one at 0.3 um yeah check it check check out the floating heads check out the designer apes i make derivatives of uh board ap art club and yeah they're really cool those are, Thank you. Those, are, those are neat. 
I like those. And check out everything else I do in the future. And send me send send me a DM on Discord or in in the server if you found me through the podcast. I, I'd like to know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I hope I hope people do. I hope they check <laughs> it out. That's what, that would be nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, man. I uh, like I said, I appreciate you sticking around. If you could just stick around for a second, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my plug real quick, and then we'll get out of here. And um, for anybody that's listening, uh, this has been the Four Things Podcast. Um, my name is GM. You can find me at Four Things Podcast on Twitter. Um, Four Things Podcast at gmail.com If you want to hit me up with an email, this is uh, this has been this is side A segment one. Um, I believe so you still got segment two coming up and then uh, and then we're going to roll into side B with catfish where we're still on our way to podcast Palooza um, who's coming after me <laughs> I don't know shout out to them <laughs> yeah shout out to that person um, yeah. no I think I, I think I got I have some people that, like I have a bunch of people I've been talking to honestly I'm not trying to say it like that but I'm just saying like everything moves it's like what, it's like what we always say with this fucking thing the move the space moves fast so it's like I got to try to link up with people when they're available. I got to try to link up when I have the episodes available. Like I haven't even put out episode two yet, and this is episode three. So um, that shows awesome. that episode two is going to come, and then episode three is going to come pretty quick after that. And then, um, you know, that's why I have to kind of – I'm going to format change a little bit going into season three. So I would highly recommend people to, uh, to you know, keep in tune with what I'm up to and um, – you know, just, just have some fun, man. We're having fun and I appreciate y'all for joining and, uh, and all that stuff. Um, and we'll be back after, uh, after this break. Man. I can't believe it, Fish. It's been such a long day. I mean, uh, all these uh, all these booths are starting to pack up a little bit. Everybody's starting to go home, and Podcast Palooza has been a success so far. I, it's 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 incredible, man. It's I wasn't expecting it to be like this, but it's truly everything I dreamt it would be. Hey, uh, man, uh, what's hey, what's going on, D? Hey, how's it going, King? Um, it's good, man. We've We've been having a good day. Uh, how's how's your sixteen things going? Uh, you know, uh, I, I had twelve last time we spoke, and I found eight more, which brought me up to twenty. So then I needed to get rid of a few, but most of them, I you know, I can't get rid of. So then I started grouping them together, and now I'm back down to like eight. So, so D, maybe you should just stick to like four to four things. You're right. This math is pretty tough. Yeah. Um, why don't you roll with us, man? You can stick with us and, uh, and, and you know, once you roll with the winners, we'll, uh, we'll get it all figured out. Oh, really? Yeah, you one of, one of the crew now. Hell yeah. It's four things.
It's just one, two, three, four of them bitches. Uh, my name is GM, y'all. Um, this is uh, this is my podcast where uh, I talk about a bunch of random stuff, including uh, pop culture, NFTs, and hip hop. Uh, that's what I do. I've I've been doing. I've been a part of the hip hop culture for a long time. Um, that's kind of where I got my start or whatever um, when I was sixteen, rapping in in my room and and all that kind of stuff. And and then throughout the years. So um, when I got into the uh, when I got into the scene. Um, you know, I was, I see all the normal, the crypto bros and the, you know, the nerds and, you know, all that type of stuff. And, um, and I'm, I share equal parts of those or whatever, but I'm like, where's the rap at? Like, where's the, where's the rappers? Like, where's the hip hop stuff? And, um, it didn't take me long. I found, uh, my, uh, my next guest, um, I'm going to give him a chance to introduce himself the way we do around here. If you go ahead and let the people know who you are, what you do, why they may know you or why you would want them to know you. Yeah, for sure, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, first off, uh, in the NFT space, they call me Digi. Uh, ended up getting my name from a collection that I created called Digi Fighters, which is kind of like a pixel collection that I like to do of all the uh, video game characters and movie characters that I really enjoy. And uh, it's pretty much short for digital. You know, I, I like to think about uh, what would the rapper of the future be like? You know what I mean? If it was like some crazy cyberpunk time or some shit like that, which is starting to look like out there, you know? So uh, I really like the, the, the name Digi. I think it really uh, fits the, the era that we're in. Right, right. Um, well, I wanted to say thank you for uh, for taking the time to, uh, to come through and hang out. Um, like I said, man, you're somebody that I, I saw when I got in here earlier or whatever. And I'm real critical. Like, I'll be the first one to admit it. Like, I don't know, um, <clears throat> if you don't mind me asking, Digi, how old are you? I'm 28. Okay. So I'm, I'm about 10 years uh, older than yourself. Um, and in hip hop time, that could be a lot of years sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like in terms of like, I've, you know, I've been around the the hip hop scene and stuff like that. And I can, era. Yeah. 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 Really. Like, yeah. and that's, and, and I, I wear that shit. That's like a badge of honor for me. Like 100%. I grew up, you know, I'm in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Basically, I, uh, I'm real critical of people. Like, I'll be the first one to admit it. Like, I had Gifted Gab on the show, and um, I was talking to her about uh, her rap partner, Blimes, and I was telling her that I'm real critical of white rappers. And she's like, well, you know, and, and the vibe she kind of had was like, well, aren't you a white rapper? And I'm like, yeah, 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 <laughs> chill. Like, that's exactly what I mean is like, I feel like because I'm a white rapper, I can be ultra critical of white rappers. You know what I mean? Like, I had a problem where when I was growing up, I didn't really – like, I feel like as like a white rapper, I wasn't really, I wasn't able to relate to too many rappers, um, past hip hop. You know what I mean? It just, it's just what it was. And then when yeah, you got to step it up too. Oh yeah. And of course that, of yeah. course, like I sucked when I first started, I'll be the first one to admit it. I was terrible when I first started rapping. And then I took like two years off and then I started smoking weed and I was like, let me try this rapping thing again. Nope, and, um, do it. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened is I was like, oh, I think I want to try to rap over these other beats because I grew up on like a lot of um, like a lot of backpacker stuff uh, and mixed with with other regional stuff. But there was a lot of uh, like lyricist lounge and stuff like that in there. So that's what my like early on when I was rapping, that's what a lot of my rap sounded like. It was a lot of like lyricist lounge type stuff where there wasn't a lot of breaks or choruses, wasn't a lot of breathing. It was just a lot of rap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that shit was not good, like not good at all. And so I I had to go back to the drawing board or whatever. Um, When did you uh, when did you start rapping, bro? 
Well, for me, it was it was a little bit uh, it was a little bit different. I've been I've been rapping since I was a kid, man. Probably since I was like 12 years old or something like that. Um, but for me, like I'm kind of an introverted person, so I spent a lot of time uh, like just in my room writing rhymes, you know. And it really started yep. off like like poetry, yep. you know. And um, it was it was my way of uh, relieving stress. You know, when I would come home the same way that somebody would, would draw or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would put on a beat, then I would be able to write a verse, which is why I'm able to write verses so quickly. Right, uh, right. Because that's just something that I do, you know, and it, it just comes to me very, very easily. The words come to me easily in terms of me being able to put on like a, a classic beat, a boom pat beat or whatever, and then I'm able to just write it up. But yeah, but I've been writing, I've been like rapping since I was a kid, just writing to relieve stress and express myself that way. You know what the best feeling is from getting done with a verse, like when you're writing, is is when you when you black out writing for like for like I don't know like 16 bars or whatever. Like you literally just like speed through the shit because you you don't have a choice. Like you yep. like the 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 writing gets smaller and smaller as you go because you just start you just start trying to go as fast as you can basically. And then at the end, you drop the pen and you put your arms up in the air like you just beat somebody up. <laughs> like you're like, ah. <laughs> oh, Especially if, it, if, if the syllables fit so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just comes to you without, it feels effortless. You, know? you get that end you get that end bar off, like that last word that fits in just perfect or whatever. And you're yeah, like, man, like, yeah. man, how did I nail that? Like, yeah, I call it the anchor, man. You got to anchor the verse well, for sure. Yep. Yep. That's, that's, that's always my, because like what you're talking about is like when you, when you, uh, it feels like for me anyways, like when I, when I really, cause like what you're talking about, man, we're very similar in that way. Like when I was rapping, like I was really, I was really rapping. Like I was every day I would wake up and start writing and start recording or start networking with people. And then at night I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to sleep until five o'clock in the morning. And then I'd wake up again at, you know, nine o'clock or whatever, and it would be right back to the same shit and calling people and linking up stuff for beats. And you know what I mean? Like all that type of stuff. It was like a full, a full world. It's a culture. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. And that's, that's something I'm trying to, I would really like to get involved in uh, more and more. Like I said, because of the type of person that I am, uh, you know, being, you know, in my room, expressing myself through writing and stuff like that. It wasn't until I came into the NFT space where, I felt uh, how valuable that was. Yep. Yep. I feel you. Yeah. I think that was really dope. Like, you know, it really just came to me. Like I I had watched a a video from David Gersh and he was, I don't know if you know him, David Gersh on. uh, Yeah. 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 I think I'm, I think I'm familiar with who you're talking about. He's a a NFT guy, right? Yeah. And he's running the, uh, the crypto Leos, right? Yep. I know exactly who you're talking about. He's the, he's the weird guy, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I mean that in the best way possible. I'm just saying oh, he's, the weird guy. he's definitely out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he had a, he had like a, some video um, series that he used to do where he would dress up like a museum type of guy and he would be presenting NFTs. And I remember just like watching one of those videos, like, damn, I would really want to do something like that, you know, but I'm not that type of person where I could like dress up like that and, right. and act and stuff like that on camera. But I remember thinking like I could rap and I saw my microphone like right next to me and I'm like, yo, you know what? I'm going to spit a verse about the people in the NFTs. Um, but the first one, I was kind of like scared to do it, you know, like right. I, I normally didn't put out my music like that or, or even put myself on camera like that. Right. So, you know, the first one, I was just like, man, screw it. Like, you know, it's Twitter. I'm just going to throw the video out there and whatever happens, happens. And it turns out that people were really feeling it, you know, so. 
for the next uh, 14 days back to back, I was just dropping video after video after video. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, and after after two weeks, I was like, okay, now I can slow it down a little bit because I feel like I've at least proved myself to this small group of people. And I was right. just trying to add more artists, more artists. And uh, and then I started doing it three times. And now I'm doing it a little bit less at two times so that I have a little bit more time to work on my actual material. Right. So you got a you got an album that you're working on and stuff like that? So, yeah, there's like an EP that I, I'm working on right now. But um, it's more about me trying to network. So what I really want to do is trying to bring in uh, like more producers and beat makers, you know what I mean? And uh, try to find those types of people that are like engineers and stuff and networking in the culture. Do you got a, uh, do you got some bars on deck? I always got bars, man. You got bars. All right. Let's see. Cause we got, cause I got an intro here. I got the intro and I don't let anybody touch the intro. Like the intro is very select in who I kind of let touch the intro. Cause me and my girl actually got a song over the intro and then I made the beat and whatnot. And I took away um, our vocals. And then I was like, you know what? This is a dope ass uh, beat for, for a podcast or whatever. But oh, okay. th- yeah, yeah, yeah. I just heard it. I just heard it. Yeah. yeah but I think it would be dope for, uh, for, for Digi to drop some bars. If he's got, if he's got something over this, I might even be able to switch the beat up on him a little bit. Cause I got some, some tools over here or whatever. But um, if you're down to, to do some bars, I don't want to put you on the spot. Cause that's one thing with me is like, I love to write. I like, I have a passion for writing and shit like that. And like, I'm talking like what I was talking to you about, like that moment where you can sit down with the beat by yourself and roll up something and, and just, and just zone out for like an hour or whatever. And then what you come up with is what you come up with. Mm-hmm. And then when people would be like, yo, kick a freestyle, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like that. Like I'm the first person to take the, to take the back door on the freestyle or like on the, on the improv or whatever, where I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm all right. I'll leave that to the uh, to the guys who really like to do that. So, um, so I'm saying I mean, freestyle is that. different. You know what I mean? Freestyle yeah. is a whole different thing. But I mean, well, I was gonna say, do you freestyle also? Like, is that something you do, or is that is is that more reserved? Do you are you like or is that kind of thing like uh, something you're working on or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah, I would say it's a skill that I'm working on because, like I right. said, as far as uh, NFTs go, like that was that was what led me into the rap world. You know, right. Like, you know, dropping the dropping the verses down, like recording myself back to back, fourteen days in a row. Was so you never dropped down. anything before that? Like you never, you didn't have a project or anything before that? Not a full project, but I would have songs here and there. Like I have song, I have a song on YouTube from like two thousand nine. I have something a little bit more recent from like twenty eighteen or something like that. But it was just you know rapping that I would do for fun. You know what I'm saying? Um, nah, you you. I'll be honest, man. Like you sound, uh, you sound seasoned. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of rappers, like if they would have told me that, um, I would have expected them to sound a little bit less seasoned, I guess. But like, um, like I said, like I appreciate the technical skill in rap and that doesn't mean like I'm going to ride around and just listen to cannabis all the fucking time. <laughs> but like, but, but, but I feel like when people can pull it off, it's super fucking, um, like it's super dope and I'm not the most technically proficient rapper or whatever. I'll be the first one to say it. Like I like being able to do wordplay and stuff like that. Like that's kind of, mm-hmm. I like being able to put puns and raps basically. You know what I'm saying? Like that's one of the things that I like to be able to do is, yeah. is kind of like just sneak things by people like that or whatever. I think that that's fun. But, um, but I don't really do a lot of like the, I'm not super, super technical, but you, you hold down on the technical side. I'll give you that. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I mean, that's something that I've been learning myself too, is that, um, rappers are all different, you know? Um, yeah. Yep. People got flows, people got lyrics, some people do punchlines, some people do like, yep. and not everybody is going to, is going to fuck with what you do. You know what I'm saying? So there's a level of confidence in it, 
which is something that I'm learning as well. It's helping me come out of my shell. That's what I'm saying. Like before it was just a hobby that I did for fun. It's not something like, yo, I'm going to go out to the whatever. I'm going to go out to the park and I'm going to try to battle somebody. Right, 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 right. Yep. It was just me expressing myself. So when I had released my first video and, you know, I realized like, oh, people really fuck with this. They really actually enjoy it. It's a way right. of entertaining. And uh, it's a way of entertaining people in NFTs. It was a way of drawing people into my page. And it was a way of connecting people. And lastly, it was a way of promoting people. Right. Right. So it, there was so many different ways that um, it was affecting the, uh, the NFT culture on Twitter anyway, you know? So it was sort of just sending out these like, uh, like shock waves throughout Twitter, like where people would hit me up and they'll be like, Oh, Digi, I know you, but they're not following me or I'm not following them. Yeah. It's just them coming across a retweet from somebody else's page that they know. Right. So I just thought that that was super interesting and I just been, I've been going with it ever since then. Yeah, I've uh, <coughs> excuse me. The one, geez, the one thing that I noticed was um, in this in this NFT space, um, is that everybody, not everybody, but most people are real supportive. Like that's like the people that are supportive are like over and above and beyond supportive, which is fucking dope. Because like, especially when you come from like the hip hop area and the hip hop scene or whatever, um, it's not always like that. You know what I mean? Like you could be a dope ass rapper, but like everybody in the room will still give you a weird look. Like it's, it's very kind of normal. You know what I mean? Like if you're not in with the crew or whatever, mm-hmm. but, but like this seems to be a, a real positive space where like, even with me, with the show, um, at first people kind of gave me a hard time or whatever, where they would be like, Oh, you got a podcast, whatever, big deal, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm getting a lot of, um, a lot of, excuse me, a lot of really positive feedback from people saying things like you're, you know, you're needed in the space or your voice is needed here. And like, I never really looked at it that way. I know I saw that there was a void, but I didn't really look at it as like, I'm, I'm needed to do this. But then with the Yeti situation or whatever, like I kind of realized, like, I think I have more value here than, than what I'm giving myself credit for. You know what I mean? A hundred percent, man. Absolutely. You know, I was just listening to, um, ah, damn, I forget who it was, but he was talking about, uh, some philosopher on, on YouTube, he was talking about how the things that we do that are positive, you know, they affect people way more than we know. And right. that, that also goes for things that we do that are negative. Right. You know, right. so it might seem like, oh man, there's so much work going into this and I'm not really getting much back. But that's not it's not true. You know, like if you're if you're able to to communicate with people through your medium yeah. and you know and you do something positive for them, it's you know, it, it'll come back to you. And you're definitely affecting them more than you know, that's for sure. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I try to keep that in mind. I guess what I guess what the thing is, and I think this is where our age difference might be a little bit in there or else the even like the 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 amount of you know time that I that I because I, I feel like I did put in like my ten thousand hours to hip hop, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like when you put in like that amount of time and then some people really fuck with you, some people might not, whatever, whatever. Like you kind of start to carry that into like other experiences and other situations and whatever. And, and even if I shouldn't, like I still do. And um, and so I'm trying to shake off a lot of that, especially as I get into this. And it's been it's been easier to do as I connect with more people and as I find more positive people that are actually, you know, that are really um that are really positive, that aren't just saying that they are, you know what I mean? That aren't just like preaching it or whatever. But yeah, really, it's almost weird, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like they're real people. I'm like, wow, you guys are kind of cool. Like I like this. So, um, so, and I appreciate everybody for welcoming me into the, uh, the NFT community as much as they do. Like I'll, I'll be the first one to admit it. I showed up here 
I don't know, probably like two months ago or so. And, um, and nobody really knew me from shit. Like I'm known in like the, uh, in, in, in like the music area a little bit. Like I've done some stuff. Like I did a show at South by, uh, one year I've done some A3C stuff. Like, like I've done enough stuff to, to feel confident in that area or whatever. But then when it comes down to the podcast, like we did a podcast where we interviewed a lot of really dope artists and like people who should be making F- NFTs right now. And a lot of them aren't. And like, I'm really hoping to help change that because they're people that I feel like if I could get them into this space, it could help, you know, just keep injecting fresh blood into the space where we don't get bored with the same, the same 10 K projects. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Shout out gift to gap, by the way, I want to hear that podcast, man. Yeah, she's uh she's dope. And I put her on to, uh, on to, um, on to NFTs a little bit. It was right after I, um, it was right after I won the Yeti contest. And so I was hype and I was like, yeah, let's go Yetis. And, uh, <laughs> and so when you listen to oh, it, no. <laughs> yeah, when you listen to it, you're going to be like, Oh, how times have changed. But, uh, yeah, but that's, I tried, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's the same thing with the Yetis. Like I, you know, I tried, I tried as hard as I could in terms of like, I, I kind of saw like a spot in their project where they needed, like they had a weakness and they could use some help. Right. So I tried and I thought that, I didn't look to be rewarded for that a lot. We've talked about it a lot before on the show. And I know you and I, I think have maybe talked about it a little bit, but when you're, when you're doing 10,000 or something and you're getting 0.08 or whatever, like you should be able to come off a, a couple of those. Like that's not, that's not killing your, uh, your project line. And the fact that they couldn't, like, I was like, all right, that's fine. Like the fact they didn't anyways. And then the fact that they banned me from the, the, the chat and all that, I'm like, all right, well now we're just, now you're just being assholes. So like I tried to ditch the thing from like the rap scene or whatever, where I was like, oh, this is how it is. And then sure enough, the first project I step in is like that. And I'm like, oh no, it's the same bullshit. I'm like, okay, I see yeah. what it is. Yeah, so yeah. that's where I had to put my guard up and when I like on my timeline where I was like, yo, you know, fuck oh, this. this is what these 10K projects are like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And everybody's yeah, yeah. like, oh, calm down. You know, you gotta you gotta respect the artist. And I'm like, yo, look it. I could invite 20 over 20 artists over to my house right now from across the country. And like if we were all in the same area, they would be here in a fucking second and we would be hanging out and smoking weed and and doing, you know, ill uh paintings on the wall and shit like that. We'd be fucking this place up. But that's not what it is. Like, I don't have that availability yet, you know, in this area or whatever. So it's like, that's not, that's not what I was talking about at all, though. When I was talking about 10K projects, like 10K projects, I look at those as fucking like, come on, man. Like, stop, let's, let's stop playing around. Like you, right, DG? Like, I mean, you feel the same way, right? Like you you gotta, I think you feel the same way that like these 10K projects, they're not really, uh, you know, you can't, when you shit on a 10K project, you're not shitting on the artist. There's like a corporation behind it. Not even, you know, not even a corporation. The way that I see it, right, is like these, a lot of these 10Ks, some of them do have, have teams behind them. Right. Right. They're not in terms of like corporations like Burger King. No, that, like, and that's what I mean. That's, I mean, corporate money and the fact that like they have a, you know, a lot of money from a suit and tie to throw into this. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Like, yeah. let's say like a Vogu recently released Vogu. Right. It's like, these guys are a team of people, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, but there are some projects that are coming out that I think that are, are, you know, people that understand how to program and code blockchain technology. You know right. what I mean? And um, a lot of them are, they like, they don't plan for the future all the time. You know, right. there's, there's a lot of different elements that goes into 10K projects. And we're seeing that now, you know, before it was a little bit easier because before 10K projects, it was, uh, there were these things called alt punks, right? And I, I feel like 10K projects came in and kind of like took over that because of 
the fact that they were, they were based around your profile picture. So everybody wanted to own a dope profile picture. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like the Bitmojis or whatever, like that type of a deal? Nah, the old punks were like, uh, they were like crypto punks, but they would, uh, people would, you know, take them and they would change the way that the crypto punks look. Yeah. And, you know, because of, uh, because of copyright law, they were able to basically get away with that. It was a way of them kind of making fun of uh, the crypto punks. Okay. You know, because crypto punks were, you know, people that would flash like a Rolex, you know what I mean? Right, right. And they'd be yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I own a crypto punk. So people started like taking their pictures and like fucking with them, you know, and then right. they would sell them as a collection and they would get away with that because of the copyright law. So then people started, you know, buying them because, you know, it was like a, like a rebellious type of thing. Gotcha. Uh, so then a lot of these 10K collections came out and they're doing the same thing, copying crypto punks. Right. You know, CryptoPunks has a bunch of these punks. I think it's a lot less than 10K, but it's the same concept where they have these properties. They right. have traits right. in them. And the traits determine, uh, stuff. Exactly. And the traits yeah. determine their rarity. Right. Uh, and so people started coming in and then they started focusing on uh, the profile picture aspect of it. So, you know, there were, there were there were teams of people, but they're, they're anybody, bro. The whole world is here in the NFT world. No, I've, and I've, and I've experienced that with, with a couple of the, the, the things that I've, I've kind of brushed into or whatever. Like I said, when I was saying corporation, I just meant like, I, I know what you're saying. I just look at it. Like when you have that much money, you're essentially a brand, I guess brand is a better, better word than corporation. Um, you're definitely a brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're not just like the small guy anymore. Like you're not, you know, especially when that check clears and then you get that secondary sales in and, and et cetera, et cetera. Like, you're not like, I can't feel bad for you. Like, and when, when we're in a time <laughs> and like, when we're in a time where like, people are like, um, you know, like we should be, uh, you know, we should be splitting up the money and, you know, and there's too many people with, with too much money and too, uh, too many, or too little people with too much money and too many people with not enough. Right. Um, I can't, I don't want to hear anybody tell me that I shouldn't, um, you know, I shouldn't ask for at this point, uh, a couple of drops or whatever. I don't think it's that big of a deal. And if anybody takes up with like the brand, I'm like, all right, well, obviously there's either an issue here with like me and you, or it's like an issue where you just like to see people poor. You know what I'm saying? Like you just want to see people broke. Yeah. They just, or they just want to hoard. They just want to hoard their own money and stuff like that. I mean, right. They could have sent you a little something. I don't see why not. Yeah, that's all I looked for. Was just a little, and like I said, it's over and done with bridge under uh, water under the bridge or whatever. But I just, like I said, I was just bringing it up because I'm I'm pointing out that like I fuck with artists heavy. Like you will you will not find. Uh, I mean, you might find, I guess you, but it, you'd be hard pressed to find a bigger artist advocate than me. I know the Digi is. I know that for sure. But um, but when it comes down to it, like I am one thousand percent for the artist. And they are 1000% for me, I believe. Like they've always been cool with me. They've always been fully respectful and we've always stayed in touch and stuff like that, no matter who's been on the show really. Um, but these 10 Ks or whatever, like I don't get the same love for them. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to give you the same love then. Yeah. I mean, but there's like a thousand people, like just look at the Vogu uh, drop that just happened. Right. We're, yeah. we're like, we're like 30 minutes after Vogu just dropped their own 10 K collection. Right. And there were there were 7,777 of them that were going to yep. be minted. 7,000 people were in the Discord just waiting to mint them. Right, right. You know, and something just ended up happening where they had to delay the project. Right. So you have this insane level of support where I'm sure these 10K projects are getting hundreds, if not thousands, of messages. Right. At the same time, you know, there's so much going on with those, but that's exactly what I mean by there being so many different dimensions 
10K project, it's not just the artistry. Right. You know, I agree. One of the things that I can also appreciate for 10K artists is that it does, there's programming that's behind it. So now, you know, instead of programmers going on Fiverr and like charging $20 to do like your programming homework or something like that, these guys are now able to like program in the blockchain and create these, uh, these smart contracts. Right. So that's kind of cool. But like I said, since there's so many different people doing it, not every 10K project is the same. Each project is basically an indie project. And the way that they react to the people is completely different. So if you go into like uh, the Cool Cats NFT, for example, you can talk to Klon. Klon is one of the, the guys there. You can like message the guy directly right. and he'll talk back to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But they're all, they're all different. They're all different. And that's what I could appreciate about them for sure. Well, that's what I've had to explain to one of my boys as I've been, you know, as I've been trying to explain to more people about what's going on in here and shit like that. Like one of my dudes, he's uh, he's like an investor and shit. And I've had to explain that to him where like he wanted I explained I showed him Bored Apes and he was like, uh, he's like, all right, you know, what's going on with those? And like I explained to him and, and he was like, and how much do they sell for? And like, how much do they sell for? And like I had to have Everyone yo, has the same reaction. Like, bro, hey, no, <laughs> no bullshit, bro. I had to tell him this five different times in five different conversations. And he's yeah. a smart dude. And like every time I'd be like, they sold for 0.08. And he's like, and how much do they sell for now? And I'd be like six to seven Ethereum. And he's like, that's like fucking like 14 grand or 15 grand. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like. Wow, that's crazy. And then and then we talk again. And the next time we talk, he's like, and how much do they sell for? And I'm like, oh, my God, like, we got to get past this. But like, <laughs> I tried to explain to him, he has a brand that um, yeah. and, and I tried to and he has a brand for uh, for like um, for CBDs and, and smoke and stuff like that. Oh, dope. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, yo, I was like, what you could basically do is you buy one of these board apes, like you get into the community or whatever, like you join the discord, like you, mm-hmm. you know, like you get on your Twitter and stuff and people will start following you because you got a board ape. And then you follow them back and all that kind of stuff. And you guys, you guys start to talk a little bit here and there or whatever. You put the board ape on the product, um, like on the packaging or whatever. And you, you know, you brand towards the board ape and yeah, you're probably going to sell them. You know what I mean? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's something that I think that people would buy. Like they seem to be excited about anything that has a board ape on it. So like, that's a marketing chance, you know, if you want to do that. But I also told them you got to get involved in the community. You know what I mean? Like that's the way that it, it I'm not, I'm not naive and just telling him, you just got to get a board ape and put it on your thing and then everybody will love it. Like I, right. I tried to explain to him, like you got to get into the community, you know, you got to try to like get into the discord and stuff. He's like, all right, I think cool. that scares a lot of people away. It does. It definitely does. And then yeah. the other thing is he, I was talking to him um, earlier today and he goes, yo, what about like, what about the, the, the board ape kennel club dogs? And I'm like, what about him? And he's like, well, I was thinking about like getting one of those and like making like that the mascot, you know? And I'm like, yeah okay not the same but yeah, yeah. i'm like yeah not i don't know and he's like well yeah but i mean why what's the, like what was what would be the issue like you like do you think there's an issue with that and i'm like i mean i'm gonna be honest with you bro like if you put a board ape kennel club dog on your on your packaging if somebody goes to have the conversation with you about like yo uh so how many apes you got it's gonna get real awkward real quick you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. it's, you know it's gonna be like uh i don't have any and then they'll be like oh so you got the the kennel oh, club so you, dog. The dog. you bought the dog from the guy who has the eight exactly right yeah. and, and you did it because it's cheaper and and blah, blah blah like it's gonna see through like they're gonna see through that shit quick i'm like so right. you're better off picking up like an alien boy or something like that and putting the alien boy on your packaging because i'm pretty sure georgie's cool with all that shit like he says do whatever you want with it so but does he have does he have an artist or is he an artist himself in any way no, he is, you know, he, he doesn't, 
he's not an artist. He would basically be taking the exact like 3D, you know, the 3D file or whatever and like putting it on, you know, like a packaging or something like that and stretching gotcha. it or, you know, something, you know, something like that. Yeah, there's um, a lot of different ways to get involved. I mean, um, it's definitely a lot easier for artists, right? So that's yeah, one of the yeah, interesting yeah, sure. things is how somebody, like somebody who has a brand, like that was, that was something that I posted today was like, interesting to see how like for example corporations are going to get into nfts mm-hmm. right because people they, they have so much emphasis on the artist now and so if like uh, a corporation comes out and they're like yo we made this dope art and then you don't even have the artist's name on it because you hired some intern and you paid them fucking pennies right to release it people aren't going to really like put that much emphasis on it because yep. we don't even know who made this shit you know what i mean yeah, he got a um, he he commissioned a dope ass artist. That's actually he was on the show when we were doing the blind box before, and he's like a well known artist and shit. And he got him for a piece, and he showed it to me, and he was like, "Yo, what do you think about this?" And I'm like, "Yo, that's fucking crazy! Like, where'd you get that?" And he's like, "Oh, you know this, uh, you know this artist?" And he told me his name. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I was like, "That's who you got to do this shit?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Bro, like, you got to NFT this shit and like sell this or whatever because this shit's beautiful. Like, this now is- that you're into NFTs, that's exactly the same thing that I would tell my friend. Yo, you got to NFT this, man. You got to put, you got to find a way to bring this to NFT." Well, it's funny because on the flip side of that, and this kind of goes into what we were just talking about with like the community stuff or whatever. I have another buddy of mine who's a manager of a of a rapper, and he hit me up and he was like, "Yo, I think we're gonna release his project, his next project, as a uh, as as a series of NFTs." Oh, well, now, now hold on a second. Here's the thing, though, Digi, and this is, and I think that a lot of people they might be interested in our opinions on this because we because we are the hip hop guys here or whatever. Now, you know what I mean. Um, a lot of people have a problem with rappers that jump into this thing and don't get involved in the community. Like whether it's Jay-Z or like even like Waka Flocka jumped in and like did like the, the, the show and pony deal or whatever, where like he showed up to like a couple things, but he never actually followed through. I don't think he got a board ape and like, he never really like promoted the community or anything. He just kind of like tipped his, like dipped his toe in, you know what I mean? It's going to be very difficult for, for any celebrity period, because now you have to, you have to communicate with real people. Well, that's what I so that's what I said to my guys. I was like, if you're gonna do this, bro, I'm like, um, I'm warned, like I'm telling you right now, you gotta get him an NFT. Like, you gotta get him like some kind of an NFT that like is that he can link into like the the Discord or that he can kind of like understand the 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 real like utility behind these things. And I was like, and honestly, like I would get him like a, a sewer rat social club or something like that because there's utility behind it as like a first time owner and stuff. Like you get some cool benefits and stuff that other NFTs don't give you. And then on top of that, the community seems to be really diverse from what I've seen. Like it's a, it's like artists and DJs and, you know, and musicians and stuff like that. And like, that's, that's kind of perfect for what he's trying to do or who he's trying to promote towards. I'm like, so he's got to get like a sewer rat and then he goes into the discord and then he's like, yo, what's going on everybody, you know, whatever talks to people a little bit and then they might bring up some music shit or whatever. And then he can say, oh yeah, by the way, I'm a rapper. I'm an affiliate of Wu-Tang Clan, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he's in like, and then people are interested in him and then they might want to support what he's doing. But like, you yeah. can't just drop an NFT and expect people just to want to buy it because it's a, it's an NFT. You know what I mean? Like we're past that right now, I think. Yeah, I mean, it has to be completely genuine. That's why, right. That's why I'm saying it's very difficult for people to get in because even then you might, even if, you know, somebody jumps in and they buy a board ape, for example, and they're like, yo, I got this dope board ape. Look, I spent like 20, 25 K on this. 
now part of the NFT industry. It's like, it's not really like that. Man. Right. You know, if you're not communicating with the people, the people see that you're not communicating with them. You're still working off of your celebrity. Yep. You know, and the very few people that care about that in the NFT industry, like they're, they're, they're the ones that are going to pay attention to you, but it's very few of them. And it's a weird, it's like a weird balance too, because when you think about it, like having a board ape right now in the community is basically being a celebrity. You know what I mean? Like you can work it to, to, to your advantage to where you That's can your have Rolex. Right, right, yeah. right. So it's just funny that, that like people are like, I don't give a fuck if you're a celebrity, if you don't like, if you don't actually participate. And in the meanwhile, the celebrities are usually like, I don't give a fuck about you because you're not a celebrity. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's a like weird balance. Them, They're going to have, yeah, it's a flip. They're going to have a real hard time getting in. Uh, if they're not genuine and, you know, communicating with other people like they're human beings, it's really the only way that you can uh, gain respect from the NFT industry, you know. And so that's all you got to do is like, um, like Gary Vee, who comes in, right? He built his own community off of uh, his Vee friends right. and stuff like that. But you'll, you can go into Gary Vee's Discord and you can see him communicating with the people. Right. Replying right. to them, you know what I mean? You see him on Twitter replying to them all of that stuff. So he's more of that middleman between corporate America and the people in the NFT space because he showed them love. So he gets it. He understands exactly how to get involved. Well, that's essentially what I'm trying to do. And I think even what you're trying to do with like the hip hop world and, and NFTs and stuff like that in general is like, I'd like for people to see, I can understand people being hesitant of the, uh, of the show or of me when they first see it or when they first hear me talking about it or whatever, because you know, there's a lot of skepticism and a lot of shit these days or whatever. So I'm not mad at that. Um, I just, my thing is, is like, I just want people to listen to it. Like, if you listen yeah. to the show and, and then you're like, yo, man, you don't know, like, you're not really here for the right reasons. Like, you don't know shit about hip hop. You don't know shit about this. You don't know shit about that. All right, cool. Like, that's your opinion, man. Like, like you can have your opinion. It's like, it's like the big Lebowski or whatever. Like, that's like your opinion. <laughs> well, it's so early when it comes to music anyway, in this NFT thing. Like, well, people still haven't really figured it out. And that's why, that's where, like, when I really looked at getting the show back and running again um, and having like the new name and, and figuring out like the, the angle I was going to take with it or whatever. I was like, I want to include, I've always included artists. Like that's what we did with the blind boxes. We would include digital artists and street artists like graffiti artists and stuff like that. And we had, right. we had a lot of really dope artists on. Um, and so I was like, I want to have them back on the show. And like, I want to have a way to have them back on the show or whatever. And like, this is literally like as my timeline, damn that's literally like as my timeline starts filling up with you know more and more nft uh more and more nft shit um shout out to ren one like he's he's a dude that i've followed and been friends with for you know five years now or whatever and it's like the more that he started putting stuff into my timeline the more i was like maybe i should be checking this shit out and then i checked out hick and tuck and i'm like oh, okay this is cool because like this is where this is where my homies put out shit. Like I can I can afford this. You know what is I mean? Is that the first market that you got involved with, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first. Oh, cool. like, That's yeah, because I won the Yeti or whatever. But um, but to me, like the Yeti was something that like I wouldn't have normally bought because I don't have the money just sitting around to spend on it like that. At the time, right. it was 0.08 or whatever. So I'm not into crypto like that. I know about it for a long time, but I've been sleeping. Yeah, so, I jumped in with zero, man. I jumped in with zero. Uh, yep. I started working on like uh, little pixel characters and I was able to sell a couple of them. But because of uh, my experience with like trading on eBay and selling on eBay and stuff like that, I've been working my way up a little bit. You know, my experience, I don't know if you heard this on the show or not, but my experience is with FIFA. Okay, you were trading uh, digital collectibles already? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the ultimate team or whatever, where like, I don't know if you ever played FIFA or not, but like you have an ultimate team and, and you get guys in, you get, and you have to put 11 guys out there or whatever. Um, and you have to put out like the best guys you can get. And every week they put out, um, packs where they're, they reward you based on your previous week's, uh, performance or whatever, like how many wins you got and stuff like that. And when you get these, uh, these packs, you open them up and everybody gets them at the same time. Everybody gets rewarded at six o'clock uh, UK time or whatever. Okay. So you get your packs and then everybody opens them at the same time because everybody's hype. You know what I mean? So now we, we get into like the NFT thing where it's like, we wait for the release, then the release comes, then everybody buy or opens up the packs. And when they open them, they, most of the shit they don't want because it doesn't fit their team. Like there's no value to it to them. So it encourages so, trading. Yeah. So then they, then they go and dump it on the market and everybody undercuts each other because it's within the, <laughs> the window that you get the pack. So it's the same thing with releases where like everybody pushes to the market and just dumps out all the whale shit. And yep. then, uh, and then they all go and pick up and scrape the floor or whatever. So that's what I would do is I would, you know, with the, with the FIFA shit, I started to learn how to scrape the floor where like, if you're looking for like a Varane or whatever, and normally he's 60,000 coins, um, during pack openings, people are going to open it and, and get him in their packs and they're not going to want them. So they're going to go and run to the market with them and everybody's going to push the floor down and you might be able to grab a Varane for like 40,000, but you got to get it in the first like 10 minutes because eventually the floor reestablishes. So like all that. So are you able to trade those characters amongst each other or do you just have to buy for coins? No, you have to, you know, they have a, they're a bunch of assholes. You have to buy the coins um, from, you can, you can. For real money, yeah. 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 You buy FIFA points for real money and then you use those to open up the packs and then the coins come from selling players. So like you can't sell a player for FIFA points. You can only buy FIFA points. But I couldn't and, trade you a player for a player. No, 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 no. They have no okay. trading like that. So like you have to do everything through the market or whatever. So like there's, and it's like what you're saying, bro, I start with nothing. Like I don't, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a big, big baller like that or whatever the fuck where like, I'm going to go out and spend, you know, a thousand dollars on FIFA when it comes out just to try to get like Ronaldo on my team or some shit like right. that. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So I have to start out from the bottom and like a lot of people I'll play, um, like shout out to Pete, uh, Pete, Pete Pablo, he's on the show and he plays, uh, he plays FIFA and we played with his team and he has like Mbappe, Neymar, uh, like all types of icons and shit. And I'm like, bro, how'd you do this? And he's like, man, I did this thing with my credit card where like, you know, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, Oh God damn it. And like, and that's what I'm saying is like, if you put the money in, then you can get a really dope team. But if you don't put the money in, like you have to learn the market. If you don't learn the market, you're fucking toast. Well, one of the really interesting things about uh, NFTs is that you can, like, if you go to nfttrader.io, you can trade the, the NFTs themselves. You don't even yeah, have I've to. Seen that. Yeah, yeah. So that's something that I've been doing in a way where I was lucky enough to get, um, a ghost piece. I started off with a ghost piece. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard a ghost or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm up on it. Yep. Yeah, so ghost has been killing him, and he's a single person project. I mean, he's yep. up there, like he's destroying. And you and you got that community. in a trade? No, nah, I was there uh, at one of the drops itself. You know, oh, okay. One of he put, he created these things called lunar zodiacs. Yeah. Right, and they're all twelve pieces that he made. There, he draws beautifully. Mm -hmm. uh, he's an excellent artist. Uh, so he dropped um. 12 of them and each 12 had 30 uh, a quantity of 30 each and um i was able to get there like they all sold out within 30 seconds and i was right. one of the uh i was one of the 30 people that was in there uh so i was able to basically uh, acquire one of those pieces which was one of the best ones which was like a, a lunar dragon or whatever 
And then I was able to turn around, sell it for Ethereum. I bought back into his project yep. uh, so that I could hold one that's, of his That's pieces. the right thing to do. Yep. Yeah, but I bought, it was the same piece. It has the same utility to it, but it was half the price. Yeah, it's the, right, it's the right thing to dragon. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. I mean, I don't so I'm not just it. like, I'm not just buying his stuff and then, all right, I'm going to flip this real quick and then no, I'm going to get out. No, 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 I feel you. But Ghost, yep. Ghost community is, is amazing, man. He's really dope. It's definitely somebody that I would encourage anyone out there in NFTs to study. Uh, if you want to get into NFTs, he's he's like the guy, like he, he communicates directly with all the people. He has great art. He knows how to create utility with all of his NFT pieces. And right. he's amazing at generating hype, right? Uh, and so they just recently had a collaboration with Cool Cats. Yeah, yeah um, I saw that. Yep. They got yeah, tops. so... I wasn't able to get that one in particular, but um, I'm okay with that. I'm good with that because I, I like, uh, you know, because that one, there was 150 pieces. You right. know? So when you were saying everybody starts undercutting each other mm-hmm. and that's what's happening with those pieces right now. Um, but, you know, that, because that I was able to establish. Yeah, it'll, it'll stabilize once they get the, the yep. holders that want the pieces as exactly. opposed to the flippers, right? Um, but yeah, I was able to flip that dragon. I bought back into the project and now I still had three Ethereum in my pocket now. And from there, that's when I started, uh, tasting all the different types of, um, right. Right. uh, 10K projects that were out there. And a lot of them didn't do well, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my learning experience into the, uh, NFT space where I was like, okay, what's the difference between, uh, hand-drawn art and, uh, 10K art, you know what I mean? Right. Like, Right. There's there's a tremendous difference in the way that they they move, you know. Right. Yep. Um, no, I, so, I completely agree. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's a it's a trading space, man. It's just like when you when you were kids, or you know, when I was a kid, and having a uh, Pokemon cards, or Yu-Gi-Oh cards, or whatever. And yeah, we just, had magic. We had magic cards. Yep. Yeah, but now it's tied. Oh yeah, Magic the Gathering is dope. Mm-hmm. And now it's tied to um, Ethereum. It's tied to real money, and right. you can trade your way up. You know what yep. I mean? And you really, you know, I'm finding that, for example, with the raps that I put out, I do it for the community, you know, and I mint them because I have the permission from the beat maker to mint them. Right. Right. And it's also a way of documenting, right? It's like hip hop journalism in a way. It's journalism, but with the flow, you know what I mean? Yep. That's what I, yeah, that's what I, that's what I say about the podcast also. Is Same thing. Is, yes. It's, it's, we're documenting moments. So when you go back, you can listen to these episodes again or whatever. That's exa- that's exactly what you're doing. I see. Absolutely. I see your vision, brother. Yeah, absolutely. So, but this one is, you know, just like somebody can sit down and relax and listen to the podcast. If somebody wants to get in that musical rhythm, it's going to be the same concept, you know, as far as the NFT collectives that I make. That's Uh, beautiful. And so, uh, and it also helps me like sort of come out my shell with, with rap and hip hop and my own personal confidence and, you know, creating art, right? You ever afraid of being pigeonholed as like the uh, the the NFT guy or like the guy that raps about NFTs or or is that not really a concern? I mean, I think about it in times, but it, you know, if it wasn't for NFTs, I really wouldn't be rapping. You know, right. And another right. one of the thing is, I have a tremendous uh, I don't know if it's the right word, but I have a tremendous disdain for like celebrities and the music industry. Right. You know, it's just not something that I'm personally into, which is why, you know, I'm not going to, I didn't want to go and pursue being a rapper or whatever. Uh, so if it wasn't for the NFT community, then like, if it wasn't for the NFTs and stuff like that, you're saying like, you don't even think you would, you would be a rapper. You think you'd just be doing it for fun or whatever every once in a while. Or yeah. Whatever. It would just it would be really... me expressing myself hundred percent. I, res- I respect that. 
Yeah, it would just be me like writing. That's how I would express it. It's like, yo, dudes, like, you know, people just get angry sometimes, you know. I like to just sit down and write, you know, and that's a way that I can get a lot of my anger out or a lot of my sorrow out or if I'm really happy, I write some dope, you know. Yeah. Um, but for NFTs, it was like uh, one of the things that I really love about people is when they're when they're tremendously skilled at something. Right. You know, I love to meet people that are like, yo, this guy draws really well. Or this guy plays the drums really well. Or this girl, she really knows how to do like uh, clay. You know, she knows how to do like uh, clay sculptures and stuff. like. I love meeting people like that. This is and what so, I'm saying. I think you and I are a lot alike, did you? Like I'm saying, like not just beyond like the, you know, the rapping shit or like the NFT shit. Like that's what I'm saying is like I get that vibe from you. And like and I'm the same exact way. Otherwise, I wouldn't have the podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, get, I wouldn't be doing this shit. But do you get bored otherwise when somebody like talks about things that like you're not interested? Like, I mean, everybody would get bored. But if there's no level of like, um, yo, I'm working on this, I'm doing something like I'm making something happen with this. I tend to get bored around people in that way, you know, when right. they care too much about like just the bullshit of life, you know, like I get excited when other people are excited about what they do about their craft. Right. You know what I'm saying? I get super excited about my craft. I think some people take it as me being, uh, you know, cocky or arrogant or, um, you know, uh, entitled or whatever, but like, it's not any of that. I feel like I, and I've said this before on the show and I said it on my timeline on Twitter and all that, like, you gotta, you gotta own what you are and you gotta know what you're good at. And I just said it in like the, the last episode, like some people are really fucking good at like, um, at playing football or something like, or, or sports in general, like they might be really good at sports, but that doesn't mean that like, they're going to be good in like, in like the ballet or whatever. Like I know that there's similarities, but like they might, you know, that doesn't mean they're going to be like a good dancer or whatever. It doesn't mean that like, not everybody's good at everything. And like, if you're good at something, bro, just own that shit, like own it and fucking and 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 ride it out and make the best of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think everyone has that genius level talent, like naturally. Yep. Uh, it's just a matter of working on it on a day to day basis. And me, you know, rapping for the NFT industry, that's what that taught me. Right. Like, oh, I'm actually good at rapping. Like, you know, before it was just like me expressing myself, I wouldn't go out and, you know, like I right. said before, go out and just spit in the park so every, I can get feedback from everybody, you know. But once I started rapping for, for NFTs, like, I started, like, building that confidence in my skill to rap and my skill with words. Right. Uh, and so now that's exactly what I'm doing. Now it's like, all right, now I just need to focus and sharpen the sword, you know. And then, you know, maybe this could really go places. And I'm going to just ride it out. Well. As you, uh, as you say, we're about to ride it out. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to drop, uh, I'm going to drop a couple beats here. I got, I got two different ones and we're going to switch it up and, uh, and see, um, see what you want to do with these. You can, you can give us some time to breathe. You can, you know, you can talk your shit, you can do whatever you want. Like, I don't want you to feel like you got to go off on like a crazy bar, uh, bonanza here. If you don't want to do that, (laughs) we'll just, uh, we'll just do a little bit of rapping and, uh, people can get an idea of what you're working with. Y'all know this one. So we'll do this one real quick. Actually, you know what? I don't even think we should use that one because I think that one's going to cut out on you early. Let me see if we can do this. Four things. Oh, that's not a, that's a drop. I got drops for you, bro. You hear me? I got drops for you. Um, all right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to drop this one. It's going to be a little bit slower and I'm going to, um, I'm going to load up the next one into the, uh, into the board. So you hear that, did you? Yeah, I hear it. All right, good. Here we go. 
Digi over a GM beat. Y'all are lucky, man. That's a dope beat, man. I appreciate it, bro. That's uh I told you I've been I've been rapping for a while and then I just um that was dope bars by the way. You killed that shit. Oh, thank um, you, thank you. I was over here vibing. I love when I can have somebody on. If somebody can come on and do that and I can hit mute on my mic and just and just sit here and just smoke and chill, just vibe <laughs> and nod my head, like I love that. Like that's beautiful. That's what's up, um man. but yeah, that's uh I've 
I was doing the, I did the rapping shit for a while and I always had people around me that could make beats. So I never really looked into making beats. Like I would hear shit and I'd be like, Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Or else I did, I was real good at like sequencing and, and doing like some engineering and stuff. And that's what I applied out to the podcast. Oh. But, um, what I did was, uh, I started to make beats like probably like a couple of years ago where I really like, I bought a record player, uh, to be able to sample off a sample off of, um, I went out and started really buying vinyl and shit like that. And like, I really started to push myself where I was like, yo, I know I can do this. Like, I, I don't know anything about music. Like nobody ever, I've never been taught how to, you know, the difference between a fucking snare or a kick drum or whatever. Like I've never, so how was that process for you? Like, uh, it was crazy how to make them. It was really, it was, it's, it's been tough because not everything that I make is it comes out the way that I hear it, like in my head, because I don't know the technical side of it where like, like I had Jay zone on, he's a dope ass uh, producer. And like, he heard one of my beats and I told him, I was like, yo, critique it. Like, tell me what you, tell me what you think. And, you know, and he was like, yo, that wasn't trash. And I'm like, holy shit, it wasn't trash. He's like, no, that wasn't bad at all. I was like, holy crap. And, um, start, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, and, and especially from him. And he was like, no, he's like, but what you got to do is he's like, you're, um, it's not playing at the right time. He's like, you got two things that are playing at different times, basically where like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta manipulate the sample a little bit and like put it on time or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, I see. Yeah. Basically where like, it's, and it's like literally it's, it's like not even in like the T the BPM or the tempo. It's like the swing of the sample itself. So like, you really kind of got to go in and like put like a, like a couple effects on it and stuff like that. And like, I'm really, I'm, I'm just getting used to it. My, my biggest thing, what I like to do is, I like to come down here to my uh, my spot or whatever, and I have like a keyboard here that I bought that has pads on it and it has keys on it. I, I went out and invested in that. I got my computer. I got another little drum pad box thing that I use or whatever, which is like 60 pads on it or whatever, little 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 finger pads. And um, what I do is I take a record and I put it on the uh, the record player and I just listen to it. And like I just, I just kind of zone out or whatever, like just chill, smoke something or whatever, hang out, like kind of like feel through the record. And then usually I'll hear something. And when I hear something, it's like right away, I don't hear a chop in it or whatever. Like I'll just hear drums over it where like, it'll be like this little spot in the beat or whatever, just a little, a little part to sample. And it'll be just enough where I'm like, I'm like, Oh yeah, that kind of works. Let me try that. And then I'll just kind of bring it over to my pads and kind of like bang it out a little bit. And I feel like what I'm doing is I'm just playing what I already hear in my head. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? So, so it's the same thing. Like as you listen to, you know, more and more hip hop, you know, like you were saying, you were listening, like you've been in it since you were young. Like you just noticed that, like, you just hear it. Like you already have it in you. It's just about the ability. Like, and what I really started to notice was my fingers. Like, like when I would listen to music, I, I would start banging shit out, but I don't, I don't make beats or anything like that. So I'm like, why am I doing this with my fucking fingers? Like this doesn't like, I got to put something under my fingers to make the sounds. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm actually kind of good at this thing. You know what I mean? Right. It's like a, like the tempo comes naturally to you when you listen to so much hip hop. Mm -hmm. That's exactly. I I grew up in this shit, man. Like since I was nine, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 years old, just like yourself. So it's like, everything I hear, it's like, I hear it as like a sample or I hear it as like, it's just, it's like, you have that, you just, you just gain that, you know, like I used to listen to um, college radio a lot when I was younger and what they would do is they would blend songs a lot. There was, they would have a lot of DJs and shit on there that would really like really blend songs and like really chop shit and all that kind of stuff. And I got really fucking good at being able to pick out a song as soon as it transitions. Like I'm talking about like, as soon as I start to hear one note from another song, 
It's like I, I would be like that Beach Shazam show that's out now or whatever. Like with Jamie Foxx, like I would just know what that song was immediately. And you're and transitioning got, like when you're DJing and stuff like that, being able to transition from one track to another is a skill in itself. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like I never realized that when I was younger. And then as I started to do, to do music, we started to put together like random. I grew up during the mixtape era and shit. And when I when I would do rap, I, um, like rap projects or whatever, I would always blend them. Like they would they would never just be one song and another song and another song. And like, they would always blend where one sound from the track before it would always kick off the next track. Like you could always, it always triggered it. You know what I mean? So I got really good at being able to like find that one spot in there where, where you start to notice that everything has a natural rhythm to it. So it's like, even when you're out and you know, you're doing stuff, conversation, you know, um, anything you're doing, it has a natural rhythm to it. And if it gets thrown off there, I think there's some people that are really good at picking that up. And some people that Mm -hmm. just don't pick that up. That's like comedians, right? You ever notice that with comedians where they like, they say something and then there's a little bit of time that's in between. Then they have to like finish it off. It's like cadence. 1000% 1000% bro. And yeah. like, and, and that's the same thing with like comedians. Like what you just said, like, I realized that when I would watch comedians, this is like going back when I was like 13, 14 years old on like NBC or whatever, late at night, like, you know, midnight or whatever, mm-hmm. they would have these comedians on and they would come out and they would start off with a joke where, you know, they would be like, um, you know, like, Oh, I, I, I would have been here sooner, but, uh, the guy back there tried to trip me. So I punched him in the face, you know, and everybody's like, ah, laugh ah, track. yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. Ah, 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 laugh. And <laughs> then at the end, I always noticed, this is something I picked up early where I always noticed this, that the, he would be like, all right, everybody. Thank you very much. That's my time. Um, I'm going to go back there and punch this guy in the face again. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> and, and like, everybody's like, ah, 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 and I'm like, he went back to the old joke. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a, there's like a rhythm to it. There's like a, there's a science to it. Like all these little things around us that we take for, for granted a lot of the times there really is like a direct science to it. And what I like to do is, and and this is what I think goes back to what you were saying about talking to different people and different creatives and stuff like that. I love the science of shit. Like I love Mm -hmm. like Rube Goldberg projects are like my favorite thing in the fucking world. Like if I could be trapped in a room with just like endless Rube Goldberg projects, I'd be so fucking happy, bro. As long as they worked, don't give me the one where like you knock it down and then it goes halfway and then it fucks up. Like, don't give me that one. And don't give me the one where it runs halfway and then it does something out of nowhere that I can't see. And then it continues the rest of the shit. I want the Rube Goldberg that shows me all the pieces and all the moving parts. You know what I'm saying? I, that's, I love that shit. And like, that's how I look at life a lot of the times is like all the moving parts and all the pieces, you know what I mean? Also the process, you're you're witnessing the process process, right in front of you. So normally like, for example, if you look at sculpture or something like that, like you see, you see how somebody created this beautiful sculpture, but you you don't understand how they chiseled the stone down and the process to getting to that point. Yep. So if you're somebody that, I mean, most people just see the finished product right? Like, or even for celebrity, right? You see a celebrity, you're seeing the finished product of the celebrity. Right. Uh, every time right. you see them, you know, perform, but right. you're not seeing the, the chiseling of the stone. And I think some people are, are more interested in that. Like, you know, like you and I are more interested in the chiseling of the stone than seeing the for finished sure. product. You know what I mean? Yep. No, I completely agree. Um, well, Digi, it was good to have you here. Um, so fun, been- man. Man, I've been wanting to have you on for a while. Like I said, like I saw you when I first got into the scene and I was like, let me see what this guy's talking about. And then I hit the, uh, hit the, I hit the play and I was ready to hate. I'll be the first one to say it. Like I, I'm, that's just, like I said, I'm a, I'm a rapper guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we do is we hate on shit. And um, I was like, I'm ready to hate on this shit. And I pushed play and I was like, 
hey man, this dude can rap. Like he, like he gets it. Like he's, he's got breath control. He stays on beat. Like he, uh, he, he rocks to the beat. Like he stays on content or whatever. Like he's actually saying shit. I was like, I'll support this fucking dude. So I've been, I've been waiting to have you on here. I'm glad that we got a chance to connect and and that I got a chance to have you on here before you run through the whole podcast circuit. Cause I already know that's about to happen. You and I are on similar missions, man. We're just here to help, help the people. Very similar. And and honestly, Digi, you're welcome here um, whenever, if you ever have anything going on, like an album drop or anything you want to come on and talk about. I'm going to be I'm going to be doing some new stuff with the show. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but there's going to be a lot more opportunities for people to get seen and heard here. So, um, yeah. So you're welcome back whenever. Um, let the people know where they can get a hold of you and follow you and, and all that stuff. So uh, I'm mainly on Twitter. You can catch me on it's Digi underscore NFT. Uh, and that's where you'll find all of my projects. Uh, you can DM me directly. I'm always going to hit you back. I'm very responsive. I love talking to artists. So hit me up. Word. Um, and this is, uh, this has been the four things podcast. My name is GM, um, at four things podcast on Twitter. Um, hit me up on Gmail Four things podcast at gmail.com. And that's about it really. Uh, we're going to, I think we're going to flip over to the B side and catfish is over there. We're going to hang out with him. And uh, I appreciate y'all for stopping through and getting to know myself and Digi and all that stuff. Um, Digi, stick around for a minute if you could, please. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's about it, man. We'll uh, we'll be back, y'all. Peace.